No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. Hey now, No Simple Road family. It's Norm, the audio engineer behind No Simple Road. I'm here to let you know before this episode that, unfortunately, the audio for the second half of the interview was lost into the abyss, and as a result, Aaron and I have managed to bring together some magic and bring you a slightly less quality version, but you'll still enjoy it just as much. All right, guys, take care and enjoy this episode. 
This episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by Shop Tour, Tour Bus. Bus. And Apple wasn't there. So what? I didn't know where it was. It was a three of wow, us. Wow, man. He's loading a bowl. It's fine. It's not fine. Apple? Hey. I, I want to hear hey. who this, this is brought to us by. Everybody has a different Shop way of doing Shop Tour Bus, babe. It's fine. Is it tour or tour? You know what it is? It's bomb ass Grateful Dead inspired merchandise. Tishes, hoodies. What's a a tish? A tish. It's a tish shirt. So it's a tish. And cute baby stuff, stickers, and people with badass positive attitudes putting it together. Well, I have to qualify. There there is no baby stuff yet. I said just. Soon. No, uh, coming well, I soon. I meant to say that. All right. And but you, I saw a baby with some cute stuff. And you can get gift cards. So if you go on the site and you look at all the designs and you just can't decide that what you're going to get for somebody, you could just buy the gift card and mail it to them. Boom. Here you go. Free shirt. Yeah. And I think I'm pretty... Well, no, never mind. I was going to say the gift cards come in a box, but it's a digital gift card, so that's not a thing. <laughs> I was going to make some box. shit up and then get in trouble. That's what was <laughs> Listen, about to happen. You want to know what's going to happen? If you put in the code No Simple Road, when you order your fun, cool merch, it's going to come with free shipping, you guys. Luke decided that we should get our own rad code for people that listen to the show and want to have some cool ass shit. So, right? No and Simple it's... Road is the coupon code. You guys put it on and then order some really fun stuff. And the holidays are not right around the corner anymore. Halloween is over. It's officially the holidays. It's Christmas. So. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas. Time. Guys. <laughs> it is. That means you and me got to get to work, Ryder. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, the point is you're going to get your shirt. It's going to come in this amazing hand-decorated one-of-a-kind box. Yep. It's going to come with a bootleg cassette, a pencil to spool the tape with, Twine tying your shirt from you the give away all the craft secrets. store down the street and other surprise goodies, goodies, and accessories. <laughs> That's what's going to yeah, happen. It's basically, it, it's a surprise in a box. And right? I just got to mention again that order a hoodie because it comes with a bigger box with bigger, better, th- all More kinds of goodies. things. I'm ordering mine tomorrow because I'm getting paid. I've been waiting to have <laughs> oh, much sure. money to get my hoodie because it's hoodie weather for sure. Yes, hey, sir. And I, we happen to know that a few of you know Simple Road listeners are using that code because Luke let us know. And among one of them that I saw post was Buzz. You ordered something from Shop Tour Bus and posted us. And so thank you for that. And thank you for using the code. And thank you for supporting Luke and his beautiful family. So the point is... Head over to shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram and get more than you bargain for. Ryder, guess what? What? What do you get the fish fan who has everything? Ice cream? How did you know? <laughs> Holy wow. Ice cream. I mean, That's how. it does make sense. It does. Ben and Jerry's is a sponsor for the month of November for No Simple Road. Ladies, did you guys hear that? That's no another sponsor for No Simple Road, and it's ice cream. I believe in ice cream. I I just want you guys to know out there that I believe in ice cream. cream. I don't believe in ice cream. I've never tasted ice cream. 
You're right. Oh I would really gosh. like to taste this ice cream, Aaron, but, you know. Do you want me to pull up some pics? Anyway. I've tried it. What if <laughs> ice cream for ice cream? Is it good? It's really good. Well, so, I don't know about this one. So We're going to order some. Ben and Jerry's collaborated with Fish and the Waterwheel Foundation to okay. create a limited flavor. Waterwheel Foundation's amazing, guys. It's a limited flavor. It's ice cream. cream. Yeah. It's ice cream. It's... <laughs> A caramel malt ice cream. Caramel. With, with almond <laughs> toffee pieces, fudge fish, and a caramel swirl. Caramel swirl. Yes. Packaging and very limited t-shirt were designed by Jim Pollock. And a portion of the proceeds for the ice cream and all of the proceeds for the t-shirts are donated to the water wheel. Um, what were you going to say about the water wheel, Mel? I was going to say that what they stand for and what they're doing is amazing. So every town that Fish plays in, they donate the, like Aaron just said, the proceeds, 100% of the t-shirt and some of the ice cream to these places that they're playing in for like, you know, um, things with women, children, um, education, small um, businesses, small businesses um, the environment, all this fucking grad stuff. And all you need to do is buy a rad tiche or a little bit of ice cream for, you know, when you're in the mood, the one little bite, you go away and just relax after you had a long day and it makes you happy. So ice cream is limited good. edition though. So we fun. should stock so, up. Guys, oh, yeah. listen, true. if you want to go get this stuff, you're not going to find it at the local grocery outlet in your hometown. You can order ice cream and t-shirts at store.benandjerrys.com. And if you use the promo code OSIRIS, O-S-I-R-I-S, you can get free shipping on all orders over $50 for the rest of the year. For the rest of 2018, Ben and Jerry's and No Simple Road and the OSIRIS Network are going to give you free shipping by using the promo code OSIRIS. And one last thing. There's also a special curveball fish food water wheel t-shirt that was created for the canceled mm-hmm. festival, and you can get that over there too. So here's the thing. Caramel malt ice cream with almond toffee pieces, fudge fish, and a caramel swirl. <laughs> Ladies caramel and gentlemen, swirls. it's it's delicious and it's ice cream. cream. No simple world. No simple rub. No simple rub. No simple rub. Osiris. Hey, this is Reed Mathis. This podcast is In the Loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. Check out OsirisPod.com and stay in the loop. Sign up for the newsletter to learn about the newest podcasts and events. Relics Magazine is a media partner of Osiris. For music news, go to relics.com. Osiris. No, everybody's going to be quiet. Yeah, yep. no Nobody will shut up. And I hit record and everybody's just staring at the ivy and picking their nose. Melanie's not picking her nose. She's much more of a lady than that. I've never, I don't think I've ever ladies, seen you. Ladies pick their nose. Okay, but don't get it twisted. They, I've seen, and also I am a lady and I pick my nose and I've seen other people pick their nose. Really? Ladies. Let me yes. see. I want to see. Ew. 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 Gross. Ew. And she flicked it and wiped it on me mm-hmm. too. Oh, it's better so to eat it. Hey now, no simple road family. 
Welcome back. Hi. 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 Uh, I'm high. Maybe a little I, bit. I really... It's morning, and I hit that thing hard. Aaron's been it's taking Sunday the doctor's morning. orders. Um, his chiropractor... Wait, no. His... Well, well pain whatever. Pain management you're, specialist. Yes, you're, his pain management specialist um, said, hey, you need to be smoking more pot. And I had said that a while back, too. And he's been listening, and he is... A new cutie, Aaron. I, I just want to say, too, that, like, first of all, I love Portland. <laughs> Second, what a cool fucking doctor. Hell yeah. Man. <laughs> Every time we're going to have on the show, yeah, you guys. Yeah, Dr. Joe is going to come on. He channels or is in contact with an entity in another dimension that has channeled important information for the planet Earth that needs to get out and... Last He's time, use our podcast. Yep. Last couple of times I went and saw him, we talked about him coming on the show, and that is coming mm, probably at the beginning of the sooner year. Sooner or later. Let's go. For you guys. Eventually. Because I've been told not to make promises. Yeah, we yeah, don't make promises. I'm not making promises, man. Thank you. It's for not that. happening. I appreciate that. Give yep. me a kiss. You're welcome. So, anyway, my point was I love Portland, number one. Number two, how cool to have a doctor that his advice is. Hey, man, you need to be taking CBD and you need to smoke way more pot than you're smoking. Okay. You're not smoking nearly enough pot, sir. He really wasn't. So that's a good segue into this week's episode. Yeah. So we recorded this in the summer. This is a lost episode. With our friends, Fear of a Craft Beer Planet. They are fellow members of the Osiris Podcast Network. So since we recorded this... Um, a lot, a lot of new shows have come on the network, you guys. And if you only listen to No Simple Road, I would beg you to head over to OsirisPod.com and check out the list of shows that are on there. There's an Umphreys McGee podcast. There's a Ween podcast. There's a plethora of other uh, live music, Fish, Grateful Dead podcast, Stranger Stopping Strangers on there, Broke Down Broke podcast down. is on there. Um some culture stuff and fear of a craft and beer planet. fear of a craft beer planet. And so trying to think back of how we met these guys, I think they reached out to us, they, didn't they? They reached out to us cause they'd heard, heard the show and that go, we get into depth to that here in the interview about it. Cause it's a really cool story about yeah. how they, how they came to listen to us and reached out. And now we've spent a whole lot of time, uh, Messaging with these guys, sharing the fish couch tour. Mm-hmm. You have and really beautiful actually, eyes, Apple. <laughs> Thank you. It's actually really cute. <laughs> the sun's um, hitting your face just right. Your eyes are all gleaming. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> <A> little music. <laughs> wow. Right. Right. You just threw me off track. I know. I, I did I know. it on purpose. I had something to say too. And I derailed you. You'd, well, you didn't my, yell at my us. Beautiful I was the making mic. eye contact with them, and, and the sun was shining in there. And I was like, wow, Apple's got nice eyes. And I got long eyelashes. Too. Yeah, you do. <laughs> anyway. What were we wow. saying? Fear of a crappier planet. Yes. Yeah. So then they. So now we become very good friends with them. Uh, communicate a lot, and it's gonna be really cool when we get to physically meet them someday too. We've shared a ton of um, streams with them. Well, they've shared with us, and uh, we've kind of bonded through fish with these guys. And um, it's just, it was really cool. The whole story that you're gonna hear about how. They found out about the show and similarities between their lives and our lives and 
they're like a you and Apple. Yeah. They're their own version of that. And it's cool to watch um, both you and Apple um, communicating with them. And it's like sports fans, but you guys are fish fans and you're sharing the streams and watching it. And you're doing the same exact thing that two Eagles fans would be doing or four Eagles fans would be doing. (laughs) But you're doing it over music and it's it's really cute. You guys are cute. Are you talking about baseball? <laughs> the Eagles? Eagles is a football. Baseball. Is a football, football team. Oh my God. They're playing today. Who are the Eagles playing, Apple? He knows that. Today's their bye week. They're not playing today. Okay, who do they play next I have no week? Vo- well, actually, I do have a motion invested today because I want other teams to lose. Who who does who do the Eagles play next? Uh, I don't know. Who'd they play last? Okay, none of this is interesting or important. I was it going somewhere. Let me finish. Come on, man. Help no, me out. He threw, he, dude, I wasn't prepared for that. I don't know. I'm yeah. stoned. We're out here doing this. Well, this is part what's of this. The point, I, yeah, what's it. the point? I, I need what's to know point, who they babe? were playing. We're going we're gonna to make some picks. Who they Aaron, playing next? Honey. Aaron, honey, listen. <laughs> listen. Tell me who they're playing next. We're going to make a pick. Deadhead Come on, help me out. It's oh, Deadhead God. football. Oh, man. All right. I'm going to move on. Yeah. All right. We're moving on. Anyway, guys. I'll throw it out there. Point was, these guys are amazing and they're on our network. Oh, sorry. I should have known this. Next week, they're playing the Cowboys. Okay. So here's my thing. There is no way an Eagle can beat a Cowboy. Wait. Unless they come from the sky. Well, that's where an Eagle would be coming from. But the Cowboys have guns. (laughs) I don't know, man. You'd have to be pretty accurate to hit a... Plus, an eagle is not going to come at you from straight on. It's going to come at you from behind. And what if it's an old crusty cowboy, like Marlboro Man? He's I like, think oh, an eagle oh, can take any on. cowboy. All you they got to so? do is get in inside right. their gun range. Yes. And Rider's correct. They'll get their eyes out. That's I it. Know, that cowboy's done. I think, Rider is I think correct. the cowboy has a way better shot. Not a chance. Literally. At beating up an eagle. I take nature until they get over in, a human every that day. You get your eyes plucked out. Look, nature will win always. I just Period. want to point out that this segue worked. Just want to point that out. It worked. All right. Are we done? So my pick for next week is the Cowboys. Mine's the Eagles. I'm on the Eagle train. Yeah. There's a train? Yeah. Choo-choo. Oh, and shit. I want to ride the train, off too. off tracks. And let's get back to the guys. The two yes. sweethearts at Fear of a Craft Beer Planet. And Three. I want... Well, yeah, Richard. Richard. Oh, Richard. Richard Raw. Well, was busy. Richard there? He wasn't on the. Yeah, he was. Yeah. On, he all, was on. Yep. All gosh, no, Richard. We just don't remember because this was. You know a what? Month you guys, I didn't even remember ago. that I was in this interview. And I'm being straight up honest with you guys. It happened in the summer. We wow, talked to like happened. 50 other people after that. And then we put the podcast on to listen right before we recorded this. And Aaron was like, hey, Mel, do you have your headphones on? And I was like, uh, she didn't answer. Uh, I guess I was here for that. So I'm just as excited to hear this interview as you guys Mel's should gonna be. going to hear it again for the first time. <laughs> this one was fun, too, because we had them on video. We and, had the oh, three yeah, of yeah. them were they, sitting yeah, at the table drinking that, beers. You know what else I was going to say is this interview already came out um, on, their on their show. show. Yeah, this yeah. is a swap cast. So, we did swap. Yeah. Y'all might have heard this before. Y'all trying to eat. Brother Hawk. Shout out to Brother Hawk. (laughs) So, anyhow, follow us on Instagram at No Simple Road. Follow us on Facebook at No Simple Road. If you go on Facebook, it's pretty much the same thing that happened on Instagram. And uh, you can go over to nosimpleroad.com 
That is where you can find out all things past, present, and sometimes future about the show. Um, that doesn't cost a dime. Head over to the application that you're listening to the podcast on and leave us a five-star review. It's a little thing. It doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's a huge deal for us, guys. And we really do appreciate the five stars that you've given us in the past. And those of you that haven't, that regularly listen to the show, please, pretty please, with sugar on top, do it. That'd be really cool of you. I'd appreciate it. We love it for the purpose of just, you know, whatever it does in the algorithm world. We, we care more about reading, though. We really enjoy getting feedback. It makes us happy. puts a smile on our face. Darwin sees a reflection. That's why Darwin's barking. Darwin's He's part into cat. A cat. <sighs> anyway, fear of a craft beer planet. It's going to be awesome. Yes. So put your feet up. Blow your nose. Get your favorite beer. Yeah. Or, or, or grab a six pack. <laughs> or a twelve pack, yeah. Do they still sell, do. yeah. They still sell yeah. twelve packs, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they sell twelve packs. Okay, I don't drink beer. I don't know. All I see is those little weird four pack <laughs> things with the plastic tops. Okay, we buy good beer. He's got a point. Yeah, I don't drink. Anyway, guys are gonna dig it. So put your feet up, grab a beer or twelve, roll a joint, smoke a bowl. Whatever thing is, get comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Relax. Leave a five star review. Or- Turn on your car and head to work. Or yeah, put, adjust your yeah, headphones. Yeah, in that case, don't kick back and relax. Yeah, no, stay don't do any of the things I said if you're driving. Yeah, don't, don't get a 12 pack. Also, don't do that unless all your right. boss is wow. All right, all right, okay. guys, come on. So, with no further ado, we bring you Rob, Jay, and Richard from Fear of a Craft Beer Planet. <sighs> what would be a whole thing? So, this is about to go down. You gonna do this, Mel? I'm gonna do it. You got your pizza headphones ready? Do it. All right. They can't hear you when you shake your head, baby. We can just post a video of her shaking her head. Mel's on strike. Are we going to have them on video? Nope. No? Mm-mm. Dun, dun, dun. No, I don't think they're answering, dude. They're not going to answer. Right they're going to be eating chicken and stuff. Nope. I don't believe I can it's hear- them. What? Mm-mm. No. I hear, I hear you. <laughs> what? I can't hear you. I think yeah. I hear something. <laughs> What's up? Jane, go up into that top corner there and widen it. See right there in your corner there? Right. Why well, want to go widescreen for you, though? I don't know why I'm seeing me. I'd rather see you guys. You don't want to see me. Yeah, we do want to see you. All right, all right, all right hang on. Well, oh, shit. Hey. Oh. hey. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey everybody! Hi, there hey now! Oh shit! Hey now! Hiya! Yeah, it's hard for us all to get in one. It, yeah. Yeah, it is hard yeah, for us you... too. There's Ryder. There's Ryder. Oh. <laughs> Ew. Nice man. No. There's Apple. Hello. <laughs> all right. Hello. So let's let's do this the right way, since there is no right way to do it. Gotcha. 
I'm Aaron. Hi, everybody. Hello. What's Adam? This is Melanie. What's up, guys? Hey, Melanie. Hey, Mel. And here's Apple. What's up, guys? Hi, Apple. What's happening, dude? Good to see you all, man. Ryder, come stick your head. You already. Okay, here, one second. (laughs) I'm Ryder, and this is my face. There he is. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. He's the one that breaks everything around here. I'm an expert at breaking things. There's three guys. Uh oh. There's yeah. three craft beer guys. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because we were getting a little <laughs> lagginess happening. Can you see us now? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. So sexy. We're all like on each other's laps. No, it's a beautiful not. thing. I wish I, I should take a screenshot of that. Aww. What's so up with that wrist? Uh, What's up with that? Come on. Yeah, right let's start off that. the podcast yeah. with a, a yeah, terrible we're story. We're going to start <laughs> off with that. So that's Rob Forzik over there, and that's Richard D. Rastafarian on my left. And then right. That's okay. Richard. Okay, wait. Okay. That's Rob. Can you guys hear us? Yeah, it yeah, sounds great. Well. How about us? Wow, good. All right, cool. Because we got you probably five feet away from us. You know, it, it's, it bodes well when all the audio works out on the first try. Yep. Don't go I like in us. <laughs> so, we've had audio guys, challenges. What is the deal? What? How did uh, fear of a craft beer planet come to life? What's the deal, man? Tell us all about it. <laughs> Whoa! That's how <laughs> I get it. With a bang. Ah, perfect. The big bang theory. Yeah. Sorry, with a bang. So we like to start our show and uh, with. Uh, with opening a beer, so we did. It sounded like a gunshot. Uh, we weren't expecting. So what that. are we? What are we drinking? So we're drinking um, something called Major Tom from a brewery called De La Cine in Belgium. Um, this this beer was brewed by one of our beer heroes, Tom Peters, who owns uh, Monk's Cafe in Philadelphia, which is our legendary, legendary craft beer bar. Um, craft beer wouldn't be where it is today without Tom Peters, and we're very grateful to, to have him in our backyard. And we got to do a podcast with him about a month ago, so he he personally handed us the beer he made. It was a pretty heady day. Uh-oh. It was. And, and so this is a this is a special brew that you're drinking. Very special. Uh, yes, we saved it. We saved it for today. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you had asked. What just uh, happened? Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh-oh. There Wait, what just happened? We were switching spot. <laughs> Melanie realizes that I, I'm the big mouth along with Aaron, so we're just kind of switching spots. All right. Nice, nice, nice. You asked how we started, right? Yeah, you get to look at my ugly face now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we started out, I mean, this is our, we've been doing this three and a half Third years. Year. Yeah. Three and a half years. Um, basically, it started as me being in the beer business and Richard being in the radio business, not knowing shit about beer. Um, and me not knowing shit about radio, but we have all these ridiculous stories and tales to tell, and uh, our friends are tired of hearing them, of course. So <laughs> right. these stories are so are great, and the, the stupid shit that happens to us on a daily basis is great. We should probably just get in a room and and do it. So Richard was going to the the illustrious Connecticut School of Broadcasting in Philadelphia, and um, for his isn't that where Baba Booey went? You got one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You you heard the ads on Stern. That's oh where yeah, heard, that's where Richard heard the ads. He's like, mm-hmm. "Well, that's what I'm going to do." So not for, making his audio engineer, <laughs> right? So Richard was uh, we, our first episode we did was a project for Richard is to, for him to to graduate that 
um, the, that, that school and right. we did it and we didn't do anything with that. We just kind of sat on it. We played it for our friends. Everybody was like, holy oh, shit. No. We sent it in for that Stern contest. Oh, uh, we sent it in we for Stern. We did do that. Yeah, for a Stern contest. We, we never heard back. Never heard back. But whatever. Um, but we didn't, we never <laughs> did anything with it. And people were asking us, you know, you guys should do something. You should do something. Why don't you do something? So fast forward, I guess, five years or so, uh, Richard's working at a radio station. And Richard snuck me in one day on a Sunday around this time. And we sat there and just opened beers and, and started talking about them. And Richard knows nothing or knew nothing back then. He still really knows nothing now about most things. But I didn't know an <laughs> ale from a from a lager. Like that's how but little you know I how did. to you know how to drink a beer. I honestly, I was hardly a drinker. I was um, okay. I technically was a wine guy, but mostly I did lots of drugs. There's somehow yeah, there I avoided the alcohol. Good for you, man. Way to go. <laughs> so they sort of turned Very, me to a beer well drinker, done. but. We used to drive home from places and people would be like, you have to drive. I'll be like, why? They're like, well, you're not drinking. I'm like, yeah, but we're all on acid. Okay. It makes sense. So it's logical to someone. So um, we did a few episodes, me and Richard. And, uh, and then Rob sat in on a, probably like episode five or six and was like, holy shit. Well, this is a lot of fun. Um, I would like to keep doing this. And Rob's been in the beer business as long as I have. And we've all been friends since the goddamn mid-90s at this point. So wow. it, it just made sense mm -hmm. that, well, let's see what happens with the three of us. Because if we could sit at a table and bullshit and make a whole room full of people laugh, I bet other people that aren't our friends who are sick of us um, would actually be into it. <laughs> so we started, <laughs> we started recording it and, and putting it out. And we got, you know, we got a, our friends, some people, not necessarily people we didn't know, but it's been three years at this point and um is that a hummingbird some kind of bird it's it's a, a condor it's goddamn jurassic park over there yeah it really is <laughs> it, it, yeah so so we brought rob on and we the chemistry and the flow was really undeniable it felt really good for us and people listening were like holy shit you guys actually may have something here um, but Aaron and Apple, as you guys know, it's now that we've been doing this for three years, juggling this, like this could easily be a full-time gig, but we Ugh. can't do it. Um, so we're busy working like assholes, um, five days a week, banging our heads against the wall and then trying to do all the social media posts, trying to produce the show that Richard does. And Richard's now producing 15 other shows on top of ours. He's so very busy. He's very busy. Um, <laughs> That's oh our my hashtag. God. Very busy, Richard. I've seen that. I've seen yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> Richard's very busy. Um, and, you know, and it's just tough to carve out time um, to do this, even though we, we, we love doing it. So we're, we're, we're happy that, like, I, 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 we were probably going to bag it at the first of the year, and then the Osiris thing popped up. And, yeah, I um, wanted to ask you guys about that, too. Man. That, like, yeah. it's a crazy thing that that happened for all of us. Like, that was left field for me. I, when we started the show, I didn't even really understand what a podcast network was. Like, I, I listened to Duncan Trussell, who was part of a network, and I just, I didn't even really know what it meant. And then we did uh, an interview with Jonathan from Broke Down. And uh, yeah, that's one of the last episodes I just listened to. Yeah. And, I've been catching up. I started back from the beginning. Same. That's fucking cool, man. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but we're going to get into all that, but go ahead. Right. So after 
he did the show with us, we got an email from him a couple of days later and, and he was like, hey, uh, we're starting this project. I think you guys would be a good fit for it. Why don't you hop on a call with us in a couple of weeks? And ever since then, this thing has taken on a life of its own. It's crazy, man. And I, I get what you mean about very busy and juggling a full-time job and a family and the show and the social media and the editing and all of it. It's, it's crazy. And so at this point, like my goal is to turn this into what I do for a living. And a year ago, I, I wouldn't have said that. Right. That's our goal for all of them. He's for, we all would like to be full-time doing this, but he, he's the one that does most of the work behind the scenes. He's the one that's up on the social media, everything like that. I'm, I'm coming into it slowly, but I've always been resistant to that. I never even listened to podcasts as of a year ago. Right. I, other right. than what he played, like listen to this Duncan Trussell or Joe Rogan. <laughs> that was it. I didn't know same thing. Didn't know what a podcast was. Didn't really care. Right. And I now, listen to both. Now, here I we listen are. to both. Of the, we listen to both of those, Duncan and uh, and Joe. And um, our show, we like, and, and I think that's why one of the thousands of similarities between what we do and what you guys do. Um, is we wanted our show to be a hang. We wanted it. We wanted people that are listening to feel like they're just hanging with us. That there's no like weird bits or scheduled things or silliness. That it's not like a like a morning zoo radio show. You're literally right. just hanging out. That's and that's what the the Rogan show is, and that's what Duncan show is, and that's a derivative of even earlier than that, the Opie and Anthony show back in the day, and Stern. So you could follow right. the lineage right down. Through all from Stern, you can follow the steps all the way to here. We are doing what we're doing here. We're all just kind of doing what those guys are doing. We were very clear yeah, about man. that too from the beginning because I came from radio and still work in radio, so I wanted to not be like the radio. You know, it couldn't be any two for Tuesdays or Metallica or <laughs> any of that nonsense. <laughs> even Grateful I Wednesday. Remember, there was a point where yes. I wanted to be so improvisational, like. I even started like just goofing with the openings every other show or every few shows or just would do anything different so it never felt like you had a the, – the show was ever the same. And it took us a while to stop – at least for me to stop forcing that feel for it to just not be the same because they just aren't. <laughs> right. We, right. Without, really, without how, it, we're just not capable of getting in that pattern. So how, how did the Osiris thing come about for you guys? It's a funny story. So um, – I actually was going to a, a meeting for work at, a, at an account up in Central Jersey, the Pizzeria Uno in Central Jersey. And I was early because traffic stinks. So I got to leave early because I never know what I'm going to run into. So I go up there and I'm listening to the latest Under the Scales. Now, this is literally what? September of last year, I think. Maybe October? October, I thought it was. Of last year. And I pulled into the Pizzeria Uno listening to Under the Scales. I was 45 minutes early from my meeting, so I just backed my Jeep in under a tree and said, all right, I'll just catch up on under the scales till it's meeting time. As I'm sitting there, I'm about 15 minutes in, a car parks directly in front of me. Out jumps Tom Marshall. And I was like, I'm sitting there listening to him, and he jumps out of his car, and I'm like, is that Tom Marshall? Holy shit, that's Tom Marshall. Holy shit, that is Tom Marshall. <laughs> I was like, God damn. So I jump out of the car. I was like, how do I make this not weird? And fanboyish. So I jumped <laughs> Hi, Tom. Car. How you doing? 100%. That's what I did. Hey, Tom. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. He turned around. You could tell he was just like, oh, God. And when I told him this story. Here we go. He, yeah. When I told him this story on our show, 
he, I, he said the first thing that popped in his head was, oh, great, another dude. <laughs> <laughs> I remember listening to that show, man. That was hilarious when you're talking to Tom about it and hearing his yeah, side. Yeah, it was. It was silly. So I met Tom. I told him, you know, I thanked him for, for, for everything he's done for fish because we're huge fish fans too. Um, thanked him for all of that, shook his hand. And I don't even know what possessed me to do it. I was just like, hey, I do a podcast too. And he's like, wow, great. And I told him what we do. And he was like, wow. Well, he's like, stay tuned. First of the year, we're going to have some news. So so keep your eyes open. and You'll see what it is. I was like, okay. So the day they announced the Osiris Network, I was sitting on my front porch drinking a beer. Believe it or not, I know, hard to believe. Yeah, it's weird. Going, right? <laughs> Once in a while, he, well, you're out of character. So yeah. I'm scrolling through Twitter. You were drinking a stone beer. Too. I actually was drinking a stone beer too. <laughs> funny I, was. I was I was scrolling through Twitter and I see this Osiris network and I see all the people I follow on Twitter are sharing it and liking it. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So I click on it and I was like, son of a bitch. This is what Tom was talking about in the parking lot that day. So I instantly jump on the direct message and I was like, hey, this is great. The lineup looks awesome but you guys are missing a craft beer podcast. And I just oh, hit send. Shit. So I did. And I was sat there and I was like, yeah, like most things that happen in my life, no one's going to answer me. Two seconds go by and they said, you're right. You want to get on a call? And I went, whoa. <laughs> huh? Um, no. Uh-uh. I, I was just kidding, man. Uh, no. wait a second. It's exactly how I felt. I was like, uh, is this real? And, and he's like, so what do you guys do? So I gave him a quick description of what we do. And he's like, that sounds perfect. Let's get on a call. And I was like, oh, all right. And here we are. <laughs> Whoa. That's crazy. I, I, I know that feeling, man. That's exactly how I felt when we pitched the idea of us going to High Sierra to them. Right. And at the end of the call, they're like, yeah, sounds great. We, let's work out the details. I was like, oh, shit. It worked. And now <laughs> I have to do it. What do I do now? I hung up the phone like, uh-huh, we uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. yay, yeah. uh-oh. <laughs> well, that's another one of the similarities between our show and your show is you guys don't plan things. No. We don't. Mm-mm. This is the most planning we've done for an episode in months. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, planning, the, doing the schedule is about as far as we go, wouldn't you say, Mel, with planning? We wake up in the morning and we do it. And then if it's planned, great. If it's not, great. I, I don't even know what <laughs> That's exactly what we do. Yeah. yeah. It keeps it fun. That makes I think that's what keeps it fun and why we enjoy totally. doing it. It's just like yeah. time to go. Uh-huh. If you put too much into it, you get stressed out and overthink exactly. things. Well, that's yep. part of what attracts us all to the dead and to fish and to the Almond Brothers. And for us, like the jazz music, it's the improv of it all. That's what that's what we get off on is we, the improv. We even like yeah. you guys, I just heard you the swim episode and you guys lost the contact. You kept it on, you know, like trying to get them back on the air. You didn't okay. add all that together and make something out of it. We did. We joke. We we're just joking about this that we uh, we actually kept about three minutes in of talking to a janitor who wanted to run a vacuum like fifty feet off mic, and we just kept it in. Okay, fuck it. Why not? You know, well, I'll Why tell not? you a secret about that. I'll tell you a secret about that swim thing, man. I, I didn't catch that piece. When I was editing it, or I might have edited. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you kept it in. That's awesome. We kept fucking up their names and shit. It was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking. Who, 
Who the fuck am I talking to? Jesus. Oh, I'm so sorry, man. But you know what, though? That makes that, it real. I'll tell you, there's been a couple of times that we've interviewed people like uh, when we interviewed MC Taylor and shit, I'm trying to think of Eric Krasno. Oh, Those nice. two interviews, I was, we were still like, maybe those were in our 20s that we did those. I would get super nervous and wound up before an, an, an episode just freaking out. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do research and I'm going to write down a list of questions. Uh-oh. And <laughs> wrote down a list of questions for both those. And it was the hardest fucking interviews I've done. And it was lame. I was like, babe, that sounds like shit. It sounds trite and it sounds written. Stop doing it. Yeah. And I, I did. I, I took my girl's advice. And fucking quit doing that shit because that is what we do. And that is what you guys do. It's it's yeah. it's just hanging out, man. Like, And I don't know about you guys, but you've been doing this a lot longer than we have. But do you guys get nervous before you do episodes? That's why they do a beer well, podcast that takes away the nerves. <laughs> yeah. The beer takes care of that. Yeah. So, Aaron, it's funny. It's funny that you just asked that question because, like, we were saying, we just wrapped up an episode before we got on with you guys. Yeah. And and I just made a special announcement to these two guys that we've been trying to get. Um, we consider five people on our beer Mount Rushmore, right? So. We've interviewed three out of the five of those people. And one of those people happens to be the owner of the brewery that I work for. Oh, So I just announced to the two of them that I was going back and forth with his PR person on Friday and we had him locked in. We just got to get the date set up. Right. And the first thing that came out of their mouths were, are you going to be okay? Or are you going to be nervous? <laughs> I did oh, ask him. And I was like, I'm never nervous for anything. I'm like, I think it'll be fine. Like I talk to these two guys all the time and I think it's going to be great for us to talk to them in, in our own environment. Yeah. Okay. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And you know what? That's the thing that's been dawning on me more and more lately is like, I used to say to Mel, well, what are we going to talk to him about? Like, I don't know. And she's like, we talk to people all the time. Like, you're going to forget <laughs> right, how to have yeah. a conversation. Like, it's just hanging out. Like, it's not yeah. rocket science. I that's don't know. I, we were we were pretty nervous about the Tom Marshall one. We were pretty freaked out because that's kind of a big deal for us. I mean, that's bigger than kind of a I big understand. deal. I understand. That's a big fucking yeah. deal. So, I mean, to be able to sit at the table with Tom, I did what you did, and I did some show prep, and I had some questions, and I I had some bullet points written down, and I had it right in front of me. And I used none of it. <laughs> Never used Not it. Not one of them. <laughs> Not even on purpose. I think the, just- whole, the whole thing about a podcast and our show is that we're sitting on the porch recording our conversations. Now, when we start writing down what we're going to conversate about, then it's not a freaking show anymore. It's bullshit. And Correct. so I... Even with Tom, with O'Teal, with Eric Krasno, <gasps> with um, all of these amazing guys, they're just freaking guys. And right, that's what right. we've learned in like 45 episodes deep. Like everybody's the same. Stop getting nervous. Like so fucking what? Tom's rad. He is rad. So's freaking this dude that we met at the fucking concert, you know, like so's. My uncle, so's Granny freaking McGee over right. there. Like everybody can be interesting if you have the right conversation. That's true. The, your guests are only as interesting as you make them. So if you can yeah. make them interesting, which you guys do, 
Yeah. Wow. And 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 one thing too, like when we sat down with Tom and RJ, like they were very like, we want to know, like, can you guys give us some ideas of what we're going to talk about or what you guys want to talk about? And we were just like nope. shooting them back emails, like, you know, that's not how we do this. <laughs> right? Yeah, I've been yeah. I've been yeah. running no, up against like, that yeah, too lately. The beginning. Because remember I told you guys, I always listen to the beginning of all your new releases because yeah. I like to, see to keep up on, on your guys' weekly status. Yeah. So right. I, listened to, I listened to the beginning of the episode you guys just released, and Mel spoke very highly of the email that you guys got from RJ. And, and it sounds like RJ is going to try to make it a point to get out there and do, it, you know, do an interview with you guys. And I right. was laughing because Mel was like, you know, oh, I respect him so much. This is great. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, wait till he sends you an email saying he wants the bullet points of what you're going to talk about. <laughs> Dude, I, I just ran into this very thing. Like, So, again, doing preparation, going to High Sierra, like the publicist for High Sierra, him and I were emailing back and forth. And he's like, hey, man, shoot me a, a little, you know, blurb about your show at, that I can copy and paste to give to the oh. artists that are going to be playing and tell me some of the questions you, you're going to be asking. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. Are you fucking kidding me, man? There, there's no yes. way. And so I wrote him back and I, I gave him like a, you know, a brief synopsis of what our show is. And I was like, picture sitting on your front porch with your friend. That's what questions we're going to ask. And that was yeah. it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Because we've had some pretty high profile brewery owners on in the past couple months. And we've been dealing with publicists um, for those guys. And without fail, the publicists have gotten back to me and asked for bullet points and or questions or for every one of them. And I've basically, I basically just made it up. And That's what I was to just going to say. I just made it up. And I, and I made it like it was I just it, they were all we're not going to make anybody look silly. Our job is to bring people on and highlight what they do and how they do it. I'm not going to come you. on like. Like Richard said, we're not going to bring somebody on and ask them what well, the last transvestite they dated. We're not going to do that. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> it's not the depends on the guest. 19, yeah, it's not 1998 on Howard Stern. We're not doing that anymore. So, but I did have to make some shit up and send some bullet points. But without fail, also each one of those people that did our show um, raved about how loose and relaxed and fun it was and how quickly it all went by. So that's a testament to how we do things. I think. I think. Yeah. And play- like we always think too, it's like it's like we're, we we were just asked that in an interview we did with the musician. It's like, are we gonna like almost paranoid? Like, are we doing this live? It's like, no, no. We're we record this. It goes through editing. It's you know gonna be several weeks till it comes out. And yeah, you know, yeah, we're not here to get you on point. You know, <laughs> so yeah, tell yeah. us about all your deepest darkest secrets. Yeah. Oh, God. When's the last time you shot heroin? Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. No. It, it, I don't think that I think that podcasting. Although he did ask heroin on the last show um, when we um, interviewed what's his um, Dean Sotilli. <laughs> he totally oh, did. I did. Okay, that's true. Fair enough. <laughs> but I think that podcasting is such a young medium, and so many people have not been exposed to it and don't understand it. That when you tell them you're going to interview them for a podcast. I found that a lot of people ask if you're going to be live, if it's going to be broadcasted on the air. And it's yeah, like, we get that do you not understand yeah. what a podcast is, my friend? Right. I mean, there are technically people who do that, but it's never a requirement with a podcast. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I just, with this show, that's not 
what we are. And that's definitely not what you guys are. Like for <laughs> no, me, man. you guys, I, I got to tell you. So I had hepatitis C and ever since I was in my 20s. And I'm clear now. I don't have it anymore. Right nice, on. Nice. So I didn't drink for 20 since I was in my early 20s. I could, I didn't, I could have, but it makes hep C worse. So I didn't do it. Right. And so I'm not into beer. I, I don't I don't drink. I don't just hasn't been my thing. I'd rather take ecstasy or take acid or smoke weed. And when I heard that there was a craft beer, <laughs> Richard, thank you, thank you, Richard. I appreciate that. I'll take a bow. Much love. Uh, yeah. Uh, when I heard there was a craft beer podcast on on the network, I was like, okay, that's cool. Whatever. How does that go with music and culture? I guess he that's told me immediately. I guess that's culture. Like Apple, you need to check this out. And I listened beer. to you guys. I was like, holy shit. These motherfuckers, I, I didn't, honest to God, I didn't think I would sit through a whole episode of dudes hanging out, drinking beer, talking about beer. Right. But There's I, so much it, more than inevitably, that, you guys are exactly. fucking amazing. It's hilarious, man. I love I, it. I, I fucking love I it. I pointed this earlier. You guys are the jet, like, I feel like we're the Almond Brothers. If we're like comparing fans or shows to shows. <laughs> We have like very similar roots, you know? <laughs> and I think I you are it. the dead as we are to beer. You're no more a Grateful Dead podcast than we are a beer podcast. Right. You're so no. much more than a Grateful Dead podcast. Right. Somebody and you it. are so much more than a beer podcast. Absolutely. We got yeah. what was it? we got a review or one listener. You, you'll Keller. appreciate that. Or the guy says, you are to the Grateful Dead what Garrison Keller is, Keller is to Lake Wobegone. And we were like, <laughs> what? Wow. you know, I mean, that's an older reference. A lot of people would yeah. just be like, who's that? For all you millennials out there, look up Garrison Keeler and <laughs> look up Lake Wobegon. You'll understand the reference. That was one like, of those two where we're like, wow, we are older, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we get that all the time. I think I think Aaron and Apple and Mel and, and all you and, and Ryder, like, I, I think the one thing that's been amazing for us listening to your show and I know Apple, I know you kind of listened to it. I'm sure, Aaron, maybe you did about how me and Jay kind of started listening to the show at the same exact time, even though we were like yes. apart from each other. We all and I've heard that show too. Yeah, and that, that's actually that. the first and only show I've heard from you guys. And oh, cool. I loved it. Yeah. And like the one thing that's the one thing that I thought was so crazy was I was so I was traveling and I got home and I listened to like two episodes and then I got home and I was talking to Jay and he's like, dude, I can't believe you're listening to this show, too. I'm listening to it. And one of the things that we thought was so amazing when we talked about listening to your guys show is one of the things on our show that we always talk about is it's not just a craft beer podcast. What it is, is, is like we talk about the parallels of craft beer and the community and the culture of music and everything that we've lived our lives around for the last 20 something years. And the one thing that we both thought was like so incredible was how like your show and your lives were almost a very basic parallel in so many different ways to what our lives have been for the last 20 something years. Explain and that to, to, to who's listening, what you mean, the parallels. So here's the thing, Aaron, like I'm, I'm going to tell you, man, like straight up now that we're talking, God bless you, brother. And you too, I'm, man. Glad that, I'm glad that, you know, you're well and you're healed and you know, you're, you're doing really good, you know? Thank um, you, man. I appreciate that. I yeah, really no, totally dude. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And, um, 
there's a lot of things in our lives. Like I went back and I was listening to, I think it was like episode 16, where you kind of tell the whole story of everything that went on in your life and, you know, and how Mel and you and Mel met and, and everything else. And it, and, and it really hit a chord for me because at that time that you're talking about was like the end of 96 going into 97, right? So at yeah, the, all right. So at the end of '96, right around September of '96, I lost uh, my girlfriend in a terrible car accident. Who she was killed by a person that was shooting up behind the wheel, and it was Jesus it Christ. was yeah. So it was it was something that I was really dealing with, and within like a month and a half after that happening, is when I met Jay. And that's where me and him met and we started playing music together because he was a percussionist and he wanted to start playing in my band and he loved what we were doing. We were like a big part of the jam band and culture community that was going on in Philadelphia and New Jersey at the time. And so he was like, the minute me and him met, we just like hit it off. But I mean, dude, I was in a bad way when, when me and him met. I was not in the right frame of mind. I was doing a lot of things I shouldn't have been doing. Um, and also listening back to that episode, like listening to you talk about the situations of your brother and like all of that shit, man. Um, you know, my brother and me, uh, were in that band together. Um, we did a lot of fucking fucked up shit with each other and we don't talk anymore, you know, and we haven't talked in fucking 10 years, man. And I don't have any strife over it. It doesn't bother me. But like listening to your show and listening to you talk about all that, it really fucking like honed in for me on something where I was like, wow. And then this motherfucker turned to me and was like, you're listening to this? Can you believe the fucking parallels between you and your brother and Aaron and his life and his brother and all this shit? And it was probably going on like right around the same time. And I was just like. Yeah, it's pretty fucking nuts. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Rob, Rob Forzik's version of Mel. I'm the hot yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. I showed up to clean up the mess. <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, he, I'm very he, familiar he, with the cleanup. <laughs> oh. I'm still doing it. Yeah. And he came, Me too, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a never-ending job for you two. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, how do you think you lost all that weight, baby? Hey, there's hope wow. for you. I'm still hopeless, so you're all right. But yeah, right. those are those are some things that really like hit a chord with me, man. And that's kind of the way me and Jay developed our relationship was because I was just so out of control at that time. And then you know, the minute he started to get me on, you know, some sort of a a, a rail or a track, so to say. Is when I is when I met my wife and, you know, she just she was that next step that put me in the right direction. And so there's there's a lot of similarities there, man, that I think are really cool that got me to like really sit down and listen to you guys. It's 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 bizarre. Yeah, I'm very honest. It's bizarre. That's freaking awesome because we get a lot of these um, letters from people and stuff. And that's freaking specific. 
you know, the timeline. Yeah, I'm brother. sorry I just unleashed all that on you, but... No, I, that's the kind of shit <laughs> oh, that no. I love. Are you kidding me? I'm cleanup, remember? <laughs> that's right up my alley. <laughs> no, I, think I just think... Because 47 was very heavy. The Father's Day episode, that oh. made me change a little piece of my life. I actually dumped my Facebook account. I'm like, I'm Good out. for fucking you, man. That is yeah. rad. I was so annoyed, like just reading dumb shit on Facebook. I was literally driving annoyed out of my mind. Yeah, I'm banging. Look at that. And uh, I, I, I heard that episode and I was just so happy. You know, it was Aww. like just such a loving, happy episode. And I'm like, I'm over this angry Facebook. I'm just done. I couldn't oh, believe yeah, like I how much like social media affected me in a bad way. But it took a fun it's podcast it, to make me not do that. You got rid of Facebook. Now you won't be quite as busy. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Now Mark Zuckerberg's going to shut my show down because people aren't listening to Facebook anymore. Right on. Jesus. Wow. Now we he got the sites on us. Have to get him in earlier. You know what, man? That's that's fucking rad. And 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 you know what? That's that's really the thing is we're not doing anything. Other than what's going on around here when the mic is off, what I mean, right? That whole yeah. get back to like getting nervous and all that shit. Like what I've realized in almost fifty episodes is there's nothing to fucking be nervous about because I'm not putting on a character. Like I'm not going to forget right. how to be me for for an hour a day. Like, <laughs> oh shit, what do I do? How do I be Aaron? Oh fuck, wait. What was oh that yeah, that I bullshitted about last right. week. And um, I can't remember. Yeah, shit. <laughs> so it, it, you know, it. it it's it's a a crazy journey like it, uh, the way that things are progressing and where it's going and meeting people like you and and being in the network and and all that shit man it's i don't know dude I, it feels like i don't know i was kind of saying this to mel the other night it feels like one of those times in life when you're right on the edge of something incredible getting ready to happen I and I can feel it. Yeah, I can feel it for, for all of us because I know that, like, this thing with Osiris is is a big deal. I, I, um, I, I think that the talent that, that's involved with it and the, the intelligence and, and level of intention that's involved with what Osiris is doing, yeah. I don't think that it's – I can't see how it can't win. And being a part of that is really cool. And then even deeper than that, if you look at it even a level below that, is the connections that we all have with each other now makes yeah, that thing totally. even better. You know what I mean? Creating a scene. Yeah. yeah. That's, that, that's the whole thing to being successful. When you look back, when you look back, uh, it, like Rob and I and Richard have always said from playing in bands as long as we have, which you don't really do too much anymore. But um, well, you, that whole scene on the West Coast in uh in san francisco like you know just as the dead was coming up and the airplane was coming up and all those other bands like they created their own little network and they were that that was the group that, that, that those group of bands by themselves were just a band but together when they were be on bills they really commanded an audience and i feel like we we're kind of doing that on a created, national level it, it almost created a conduit it created it, yeah. to what was going on out there right so I mean, you guys glass, glossed over it a minute ago that you're fish fans and dead fans and whatnot. Like, so yeah. our audience for oh, for we're our, gonna go there, Aaron. Yeah, we're, we're going go. there, brother. <laughs> so tell me, oh shit, 
There it is, the Allman Brothers Band. I went to that last show. Oh, shit. So, what stinks? Sorry, that's shit. That's shit. I got a shirt when I got here. I brought a spare. Yeah, it really does. Jammed it right in my face. My no air conditioned car, two hours in the car, good times. What were you going to say? It smells great. Hey, it's it's fine. Um, (laughs) Smells like man. I'm going to step away and get a beer, but I'm listening. Yeah, no, go get your go get your beer. So tell us about your first experience with the music, man. Let's let's hear it. How did you guys get born into this crazy thing? Uh, the dead, the dead for me, um, it's different really for the three of us. But I mean, for me, I'll give you the, the short version. Was I was a funk, soul, jazz, and hip hop guy. Um, yeah. And I thought, yeah, and that I, smells I, wheelhouse I, right there. Yeah, that's, that, that's and me and Richard were kind of on the on the same team with that and. Um, the improv aspect of jazz, you know, discovering like Coltrane and Miles, Thelonious Monk, Elvin Jones, Jimmy Smith, Jimmy Smith. I mean, all these. Sh- oh, oh. <laughs> oh, there he is. Rob Swarzik just exploded a beer all over the place. Yeah. Nice work. Jesus Christ. Um, got it. We're good. So, uh, Jesus. So, um. <laughs> So I, the the improv aspect of it all is really what turned me on, um, and, and and figuring out that uh, like listening to to hip hop first, and then finding out that jazz is the root of hip hop with all the jazz samples that are found in all the old school early '90s, late '80s hip hop turned me on to jazz, and the improv and jazz blew my mind. I was like, holy shit! There's four dudes on the stage, and they're all talking to each other without using words. This is something special, and that led me. Um, I was in high school at that point, and that brought me down the road um, to the dead right around probably my senior year in high school. Um, and I, I just completely fell head over heels with in, in love with the whole situation. I went to the one of the shows in Philly in the 95. I didn't make it in, but I was in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And that's where it really all just turned for me, walking around that parking lot, seeing <laughs> that circus. You were at that parking lot. Yeah, in the parking lot, seeing the circus, hearing the, the nitrous balloons, not knowing what that was hearing like massive drum circles and being a percussionist i was like am i hearing live drums in a parking lot it was magical it was crazy it was crazy yeah so that whole whole scene kind of drew me to it and at that point like i hear you guys and i hear other people on your show say it but this is something i want to be a part of my life forever and I, i i'm going to be following this and then fish came reluctantly i didn't want to be that i wasn't really a fish guy but then i um i was i was played some shows and Eventually, I was like, oh, shit, okay, I get that, too. So then I became a, a pretty big fish guy also. So my, my my road to the dead was funk, soul, and jazz, really. Isn't we it crazy these- that that you you could get turned on to something like that just by going to the fucking parking lot? You didn't even make it into the goddamn show. Right, right, I didn't. I, and I, and I, was, I was terrified, too, because my friends went into the show. And I was like, what am I going to do? My one buddy's like, I don't know. Just walk around the lot, see- what? You're going to wait for us in the parking lot. That's what you're going to do. And I, and I was like, let me get your keys. And I'm like walking around with another dude. And then the next thing I know, I didn't want to leave. I'm like, whoa, this is where I belong, right here. <laughs> crazy. One of the things that's that that that's crazy, Aaron, and I'll say it just so that way people that are listening to your show, and that way they like we talk about all of this. And I don't remember the number of the episode, but it's the episode we just did with Rob Todd, oh, yeah. who's the owner of Allagash Brewing, because he happens to be a deadhead. And we I actually, actually heard got, that episode. Yeah, yeah, and we actually talked about how all of us got into the dead, and then and then we asked him how he got into them. For me, at you know, uh, my my story is a lot different than than these two guys. Um, I got into the dead at a 
very, very young age. Um, obviously, because like I said to you, I had my older brother, kind of like the what, you know, like I said, you know, you're used to being the younger brother and having your older brother kind of being like, yeah, man, you got to come, all right, come with us. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I kind of grew up with like all that and playing music and being in bands. Like I was playing music and in bands, playing in bars, dude, from the time I was like 14 years old. So, oh shit. Yeah. So like the first dead show I went to, I think I was like 16. So I, I've been, I've already been into them for about a year or two before that. So probably right around the age of 14 is when I really started to get into the dead. Wow. And I mean, do you, do you remember your first show? Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sure. My first show was, I believe I know the month, I know the year. I believe it was three sixteen ninety two at the Spectrum. Hey! Oh wow, Philly, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Those they were some pretty legendary shows. The Philly Spectrum. Yeah, yeah, no, and I actually got a question for you, man. And I don't know if you heard me bring this up on an episode at all, but that time, like all that time when you were on tour and you were doing the, the tattoo thing and all that, like in the lots and all that, were you on the East coast at all? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, cause I really feel man, like from listening to your, like, I really feel like we crossed paths. Like, like we must like have. Being, yeah. Like being with like my older brother and like all his buddies and being at shows and in lots, like in Maryland and in Philly and DC and like so, all that stuff. I kind of remember. So I remember we did Landover. Yeah. Um, I saw quite a number of shows at Landover, man. One of the last shows I did was in Landover, 94. We did the Omni in Atlanta. We did Greensboro, North Carolina. We did Philly. We did uh, Orlando. Shit, and I'll, I can't remember where else, but yeah, I mean, we must have. I like I like I said before, it was a big blue school bus, and on the front it said "Magic yeah. Bus" on the front, yeah, and on the back, I, yeah, um, and it I said, "Here that. we come on the front bumper, and there we go on the back bumper." Yeah, and that was us. When I heard man. you talk about that, I said to Jay, "I'm like, dude, I have a feeling like I've met him way, way back." With like, wouldn't my that be fucking and, like, strange, man? If and, you like, came and sat on our bus tour and like all that. Yeah, it's but crazy. I mean, if if you came and sat on our bus, you'd remember it because you would have had fucking lice <laughs> or something. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, dead tour was fun, fun but Robin, I'll I tell you, coming back who... with that shit was no fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Robin, I didn't know we had been to the same show till recently. Like we've known each other a long time till we went. Mike. My first show, I just did acid and had no idea anything about the dead. And honestly, didn't care. I just had a good time. But it didn't make a lasting effect. My second wow. show, my, my buddy drugged me out to RFK because I was a Sting fan. And so it was jazz, and I kind of went down that route. And Sting in 93 was opening up for the dead to try and get that, you know, some of that jam band crowd. And it was when Jerry came out with Sting that I went. Yeah, oh my walk. God! This did, guy is unbelievable. They did walking on the moon. yeah, walking on the moon. Yeah, yeah. and oh, I was like, shit. "Whoa!" Yeah, it was badass. I want to yeah. go back and hear that. It's really and cool. They did. I think they did it at the Silver too. Bowl that, too. That show was awesome. Wow. And yo, just to just to kind of co- like go off the cuff on a on a, on a quick little story about that show. 
that was my I had just graduated my junior year of high school and me and a couple of my buddies uh, took his dad's fucking car <laughs> down to fucking RFK and we were sitting in traffic trying to get into the stadium and his car overheated <laughs> and we had to fucking literally push the car five miles to a gas station and we left it with like two of our buddies that didn't have tickets to go into the show and they sat in the car while there was like all these raids and like all this weird shit that went down in the streets while we all enjoyed the fucking concert <laughs> and watched, oh my God. And watched yeah. Sting come out with Jerry I watched Jerry come out with Sting wow. I did not know that <laughs> you know I don't know if you guys remember this or not but I think it was 91 it was either 91 or 92. There was a thing going on in the Grateful Dead world called Operation Dead End. Do you know about yes. that? Yes, I remember that. These and guys might not remember that. I don't. I don't. So the DEA figured out that the Grateful Dead world was, uh, how do you put this nicely? Uh, a flea market. Yeah. Right. Yes. For nefarious, yes. For nefarious goods. And, wow. Uh, creeps. They decided they were going to put a stop to it, so they did a thing called Operation Dead End, and they infiltrated the Grateful Dead parking lot with, dude. And I'm telling, I'm no bullshit. Like you could never tell the difference between the DEA agent and one of the Rainbow yep. family. Yeah, That's scary. It was wow. they, dude. Guys with dreads down to their ass yep. that smelled like dog shit and patchouli, and like you just you never it knew. Take long to smell like dog shit and patchouli. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've proven that. We could do it in now. Yeah. Come but, out, coming from the cleaner. She does. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I I just remember this is just a side story, but like when we were in Greensboro, we pulled into the lot. We got into the lot. We were doing tattoos. We had a dude on our bus. This this kid just had graduated college, was on his like, you know, I was gonna sow my oats for the summer. And hopped on our bus, was the sweetest kid. His family was all Christian, and his Ooh. nickname was Bear. And he was just a really good dude and like religious, a nice kid. And he was slinging doses in the parking lot to get gas money for us. And so we all go into the show. We come out after the show. We get on the bus, and no Bear. And so we're waiting. Cars are leaving. We're waiting. No Bear. And there's like five cars left in the parking lot. We're sitting there. There's nobody left. We're like, what the fuck happened to Bear? And uh, then next day, we show up at the lot, waiting for him. He doesn't show up. One of the family comes over and is like, hey, man, is that dude Bear on your guys' bus? We're like, yeah. They're like, he got popped last night by DEA. Dude did 16 years in prison for having a sheet of acid on him in Greensboro, North Carolina. Well, yo, Aaron, do you remember... Dude, I can't remember... I, I I remember this vividly. I don't remember the kid's name... But do you remember, like, right around that time, I want to say it was, like, 91 or 92, there was, like, that big story that came out with that one kid that uh, he, he went missing, remember? And I don't – yeah, you're shaking your head. You remember that? And it was, like, all over the goddamn news. They had all the missing persons pictures. All they over found the him recently. Did they find him, really? Recently? He, we were talking about Yeah, man. I, God, now. I wish I could remember the particulars of this. Are you this serious? This is going to be really uninteresting for the show. But <laughs> – yeah. Holy shit. Well, you've already fucking... got us on, so it's wildly uninteresting already. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say the same thing about us, but hey, he that... he showed back up 
And I think his family, like, he was like a drifter and his family found him. And really? like the some police officer called the family and they reconnected him and he was just lost in the country in the wilds of the world, just doing his thing, like dosed out of his mind and lost his shit and went Holy spun for 20 man. years. That was yo, that was like a big deal though. You remember that back? Like that was a big fucking deal. Oh yeah. Because they thought there was a lot of skeptic like situations about like did the cops like beat the shit out of him and he was dead somewhere or like, did he get arrested or like, there was so much like stuff that went on with that. Yeah. It, it's fucking crazy. I, I mean, just think about the volume of people that flowed through those lots back in the day, that that's the only one that that happened with. Like that, that dude disappeared. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. No, I'm sure. We all fucking disappeared. I disappeared. Oh, yeah. But how did that guy get all the attention? I love yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's his deal. Yeah, he's kind of going to have his own TV show now. What did he do to get all that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, speaking of people that, uh, that that shouldn't deserve attention, we got uh, we got the dead show on from what is that Friday night? That's from Friday night. It's on the TV yeah. next to us. And um, is that Cobra one- Kai night? It, it is, is yeah. Cobra Kai night. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is that sure Werewolves is. of London night? Mm, did they do Werewolves that night? No, that was the, no, 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 that was two nights before. But what are the skulls and cobras? It, isn't it weird? We're just sitting here, me and Aaron, this morning and talk. It, it's like today's. It, now that they got five days off, it's like wh- what do we talk about? Where what's going on tonight? It's just weird. This has been this has been great doing the couch tour thing, and now yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. shit. I, gotta, I know, but, I have now, to, but now we got to do that, and you guys got to fill us in on what's going on. I have to thank you guys for something. <laughs> you guys, you guys helped me with something. Let's check this oh, cool. out. I have never been able. I've never been one for couch tour. If shows were on and I'm not there, I didn't want jack shit to do with it. I'll listen to it in a week, like galled me that I couldn't be there and if it was happening I didn't want to watch right, and yeah. watching the shows with you guys and texting back and forth during the show and calling songs and shit has made me appreciate fucking couch tour nice. I love it nice <laughs> nice nice yep. well, welcome brother welcome. yeah man we're getting old yeah. man we're getting yeah, old and I, I said to Apple the other night <laughs> yeah no shit I was driving home from dinner with Apple and I was like, yeah, we got to get home. The second set's going. We got to gotta text the guys. And I was like, dude, this is so much fucking fun. <laughs> like hanging out. Right. Right. It's crazy what the technology has allowed us to do. Uh, but, but you guys from listening to you guys um, uh, now that we've been listening for a few months, I can tell you that when this whole John Mayer thing started, I was staunchly against it. Yeah, you were. I was so anti. Really? Anti, brother. I was anti. Yeah. I know you guys. That's rad that you're admitting that. I love that. Well, you guys have been. Well, and you guys have been on board since day one. But I can remember the first time it was announced. I think Richard said it on our show. I love. I it. saw a look. Aaron yeah. just made a look. Hold on. <laughs> because he wasn't on fucking board day one. Ah, bullshit. Nothing. He, Aaron fucking, Aaron's full of shit, okay? Aaron's full of shit a lot of times. I'm putting it on the podcast. Not all the time, but yes. Just paying attention, I'm telling you. So, wait a minute. I'll tell you. Jay Rose Rose just got a hard on. You're just blowing my mind. I just tricked my Okay, wait a minute. I'll tell you that. Hang on. 
and he loves to deny it and minimize not, he's like oh not, i didn't say that i just said the job <laughs> look man here's the thing i was on the okay here's the deal man i was dubious i i did not like john mayer I, I, your body is a fucking wonderland. Yes. What the fuck? I was like, can you long. fucking listen to the lyrics for a second and hear what the guy's saying about his well, girl? Yeah, no, Aaron, How can you not like on. that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, Aaron, Aaron. Your I'm body is a fucking. What? What? Did you ever, because one thing that I always say to Jay, right? Jay was always like, I don't like it. I don't want any parts of it. Blah, blah, blah. But Jay, but dude, Jay actually respected some of the shit that he actually did, like with, like, you know, the John Mayer trio and like some like yeah. he he respected the fact that the, uh-uh. he, he didn't know no, about it. I didn't know about it, and I, and I'm going to be brutally honest and be out myself here. Please do it. I'm with you. P- prior to doing this show and experiencing the shit that I've experienced in the last two years living in Portland, if it didn't f- if it didn't fucking <laughs> if it didn't fit into my perspective or if the way that i thought things should be i was i didn't fuck it i don't want to have anything to do with that i don't want to know about it, it doesn't fucking exist it sucks if it's it wasn't one grateful trick dead. If it pony wasn't, yeah wow. it wasn't grateful totally dead, he didn't want anything to do with it yeah and wow. and, and it was like that in. about in the background he's coming yeah. in because yeah, we got to get another party in here to confirm this hey i'm being honest i'm not bullshitting so so but i will say this i i didn't He's know enough this. about. He's gonna say this. <laughs> I didn't know this about John. I didn't know enough about John Mayer's playing, right? To respect him or not respect him. All I knew was the personality. Yes. And I said to myself, "What the fuck is Bob Weir doing? Yes. Bringing him on board into the dead world." But I have enough respect for Bobby. That I thought to myself, if he knows, if he's pulling this guy in, then there's got to be something here that I don't know about. So I wasn't not on board and I wasn't on board. I was on the fence and I was fucking like, what the fuck? Why would you bring John? You you know, like that's like bringing, I don't know, Pharrell or... I, I can't even think of another pop star. Help me out. So, yeah, you were, so, yeah, you How about were on Justin, the fence? Justin Timberlake. Oh. Yes. Yeah, no, <laughs> let's, Fox, yeah. He you would know be what? Actually, let's bring Justin Timberlake. So do I, but I think John Mayer brought sexy back, not Justin Timberlake. <laughs> and and I'm not saying, look, that's nothing Dude. to disparage Pharrell or any, they're talented fucking people. They just didn't fit my paradigm of what right. the Grateful Dead world was. That's With all. You. Like those With people you, are all super talented fucking people. They're making a lot more money than I am, man. So, hey. Have you read Mayor talking about it though? Like he talks about how he used to be a drinker and it led him to be kind of an a-hole, but the dead guys got him on pot. You know, they got him a calmer and a, and a different place. Dude, that post that John Mayer posted the day before tour, when I read it, I cried. I read it too. So, I cried. You guys, I was I was very anti, and I've been anti. And then listening to you guys scream about it, how excited you were for summer, I was like, God damn it! And I was on your ass. And too. Rob Ford's killing me, and Richard's killing me, and telling me I don't I don't know what I'm talking about. And the more they busted my balls, the digger I dug, and was saying, uh, No, I'm against it. <laughs> His quote was, "If he That's were a 300 pound fat dude wearing a cheesesteak for a hat." Hippies would love him, but because he's an underwear model, nobody's interested. That's what I said. True. 
That's so true, <laughs> though. Yeah. It really is true. Like, because he, he's got his shit together. He's fucking cute. Girls love him. And he's badass at the guitar. Everybody doesn't like him. They don't understand what the musical connection is. Stop it. I mean, Look, at this I, point, I'd, I, I'd spoon with him. I mean, yes. I'm well, I'm, 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 he, I'm here to say, as though I'm an, an Alcoholics Anonymous, which he's is not- giving you, yo, Aaron, he's giving you a special announcement. Okay, let's hear it right now. We're gonna do a drum roll. I'll have the drum roll. I am, I'm all in with. uh, with, (laughs) I'm all in with Johnny Salami, Johnny Slayer. My man, my man. Me too, man. Welcome on the bus, Jay. This dude. Me too. This dude has blown my mind. This tour. I, I can't believe his tone. I can't believe the the runs he's playing. Like you close your eyes and you're like, are you kidding me with this guy? It's outrageous. That night that he had the kimono on and he played <laughs> yeah. Ripple for the end, oh, right? Yeah, when they did that like oh, that Ripple was he six. sounded like a little sweet angel, like a little kid in first grade singing his right. heart out in front of all of the parents, making them proud. That's what it reminded me and, of. And yeah. also, man, back to that post that he did the night before tour. What that said to me, it said somebody that didn't understand what this is all about and didn't completely understand what we are and what we do from the inside out, could not write that post. You right. would not Andrew. have the the ability to do it because you wouldn't have the words. And that, but that, I mean, that's not the thing that made me respect him. What made me respect them was the first time I heard him play with them and I went, oh shit, this guy's got chops. And then seeing shit happen like what Apple and I said <laughs> the other night, there's moments when it's more than just John Mayer up there playing, in my opinion. Yeah. I see Jerry yeah. up there. I see him up there, man. And I hear him coming through. And I think John does too. We, there was a moment the other night, he's playing away. And all of a sudden, it just doesn't sound like John Mayer anymore. Right. I, I hear Jerry coming through. And John takes both hands off the guitar and looks at his guitar like, what the fuck? And shakes his head like, holy shit, what the fuck just happened? And then like, oh shit, I'm playing, I'm on stage. Like you see it happen, man. Right. And I feel, I feel that energy that they're all, they're all feeding the rest of the stage. Everyone on stage is feeding off that. Well, all right. Everyone except for one person. All right. I was going to say, everyone except for one person is feeding off that. Before you do, before you do, I just want to say one last quick thing about John Mayer. Because I I don't don't think I'm going to get a flack because you're all fans, but. I've said it a million times. I legitimately think in a natural feel way, he's the closest to Jerry of any of the guys that have sat in that chair. And I love Kemok and I love Jimmy Herring and I love Trey. Warren. Warren. I love those are my all my all those guys are on my favorite guitar player list of all time. I just think his net whatever it is that he has been listening to in his years, maybe because he was so rooted in the blues like Jerry was with blues and country. I don't know, but I just think his feel automatically had something similar to Jerry without trying to play Jerry's flicks. He's a bit of a chameleon. He is. Yeah, That's what 100%. I was going to say. You see, I, w- I wouldn't say I was a fan before Dead & Company, but I've always liked John Mayer. Like, I used to let, like, he did, like, a couple of the Crossroads festivals. He, I mean, yeah. he was always, he's the only person yeah. I've ever heard besides Hendrix that played, like, you know, like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yep, I mean, yeah. like Aaron just said, he's a chameleon. He was really good. He's really good at copying other, other people's styles. Right. But to see what he has become through this and how he does interviews mm-hmm. and stuff, he's completely changed. 
and yep. is ju- it's just amazing. It's mind blowing to watch what they're doing now. Yeah, so this is yeah. what I. And he's is- got a lot of emotion. Who can write that song, "Daughter"? That made everybody cry. I don't even have a fucking daughter, and that song made me cry <laughs> when I first. Heard it. Hi, I know it's the middle of the episode, but I have something to tell you about. Holidays are right around the corner, guys, and you heard at the beginning of the show. What do you get, the fish fan who has everything? You get him ice cream because it's a fish-inspired ice cream that's not fish food that you haven't tasted yet. Ben & Jerry's collaborated with Fish and the Water Wheel Foundation to create a limited flavor. It's ice cream. A caramel malt ice cream with almond toffee pieces, fudge fish, and a caramel swirl. Packaging and a very limited t-shirt were designed by Jim Pollock, and a portion of the proceeds for the ice cream and all of the proceeds for the t-shirts are donated to the Kick-Ass Water Wheel Foundation. You can get all this stuff at store.benandjerry.com. And if you use the promo code OSIRIS, O-S-I-R-I-S, you can get free shipping on all orders over 50, odors, orders <laughs> over $50 for the rest of 2018. You know, good. if you were getting free shipping on odors, that would be really, really cool. And that would be something monumental because I don't know if they can send smell through the mail. They Depending will send it that. in the ice cream. Perfume. True. And perfume. So, but that's not what the promo code gives you. It gives you free shipping on ice cream and t-shirts ordered at store.benandjerry.com. And there's also a special curveball fish food water wheel tea that was created for the canceled festival. And you can purchase that over there as well. Now, let's listen to the rest of the episode. I think it's like they did need somebody to shake it up and not be the same shit. They needed somebody to be young and cute and attract different energy to the Grateful Dead crowd and bring a whole new thing out of it. And now they're like, I love that Werewolves of London. Are you kidding me? That was so amazing. Like when they're singing now songs from like the 80s and 70s that are not theirs, that's fucking rad. Eric's like, why would they play Werewolves of London? I was like, because they're going to have everybody fucking howling after the show going home not caring that the show finished they're just and Bobby howling. looks like a wolf man now yes. he does <laughs> so yeah he, he, does. he just brought something that was like stagnant in the dead and he was like the little swizzle stick that what is it they start called around. sexy jerry yeah they call him sexy jerry now <laughs> if you if you guys I, you should if you haven't already go back and check out Dave the That's Dave Chappelle yeah. show it's fine Oh, where he's yeah. playing guitar. Have you seen John yeah. Bear on the show? Yes. Yes. Is that the greatest? Amazing. Yeah. So that yeah, just yeah. shows his his ability to, to adapt. And, like, he's that good of a musician that he yeah. can pull that off. Great. Yeah. yeah. That he can For pull sure. that off. Who isn't that? Who isn't that good of a musician? Angelica. I will, I will say. Let's hear it. Mickey makes me crazy. You're going to oh! Oh, Mickey. no. You Mickey. Just, yeah. We're talking about we experiencing mean, technical difficulties again. Oh, we no. just mean right now Dead & Company Mickey. Right now, Mickey. Yeah, not Mickey as a total. Mickey, to me, right now with this band, sounds like... And I'm a percussionist. I'm the second fiddle drummer. I've always been. So I'm paying attention to him. He sounds like a guy popping popcorn on a construction site. That's what he sounds like. No, I liked I liked your better comparison the other day when we talked. You told me you told me he sounds like a child bagging on his yeah. on his parents' pots and pants. Makes me crazy. Wow. <laughs> he's got okay. those weird right. tubes. He's low in the mix. You can't hear him. There's no bass drum pedal on the bass drum. There's no cymbals. There's no. What the hell is he playing? Here's what I want out of Mickey Hart. Mickey Hart. 
comes out and plays that beam for drums in space. That's what I want out of him. Come out, play the beam for drums in space, <laughs> get into the last man, and then take off. That's what I want out of him. Jay Look, wants man. Him. Yo, Jay I, wants I, him in for drums in space and the last two songs in the encore. Peace. That's it. Right he now. wants him out. Mickey That's my beer. He's a fucking wizard. I like that, Jay. That dude is a fucking sonic wizard. And you know what? Yes. I, I, I and know, you know, man. these two guys totally respect him. Yeah. But it's just how they no, feel about this dead company thing. I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. Put, it's like John Coltrane at the end of his life. I love John Coltrane, but after Love Supreme, I start getting a little like that. Ah, I don't get it anymore. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. I love him, but what's your happening? Whole career. It's never gonna happen. You can't be in your prime your whole career. Have you have you listened to Ramu? No, I have can't say listen that we to have... the... Go listen to the new Mickey Hart album. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Well, no, but you're admitting that that's fine for you. Yeah, I, th- I just think somewhere he lost his... Uh, he's no longer, like, living between percussion and drums. I think he's just sort of not doing either. I think, I think for them, Aaron, what they're saying is, is, like, they want to see the two drummers. They don't want to see him you. with... They don't want to see him with the brushes he's like, and the makeshift kit where he's got kungas here. He's got that's a couple what Mickey other is now, you guys. But you can't that's hear it anyway. And like you can't hear it because he's using brushes and he's got no cymbals. So like you're losing, okay. you're losing the one, and then you're getting the four. Right? <laughs> you hear this? Gaga! 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 There's nothing in between. There's no Mickey. I don't know. In. I don't no, know. I just remember Mickey from back in the day. On the on playing with brushes, with the brushes thing, me and Aaron have been like, uh, should we send him some sticks? You know, yes. But it's like, you're playing so light, man. Come heavy with it. So Maybe Dimensions can Well, I mean, I know that the first thing that Dead & Company does after they come off stage is they put on Fear of a Craft Beer Planet and then they release <laughs> yeah. on some of the road. <laughs> so they're going to hear this. I mean, it's just that we can only We can only hope. <laughs> you know, He's welcome to call me at 267-250-8293. You know how you guys have a hotline? Do you guys yeah. have that phone yes. number? Yeah. We have the we have the lukewarm line. And it's yep. Richard's actual phone. <laughs> <laughs> I would welcome some of the No Simple Road family. 267-250-8293. Really my phone. Call up. Say hello, Richard. Say hi. Text me. See what he's up to. Wait, see wait, wait. Working. See if he's wait, editing wait, the one show. One more time. Here, say it one more time. Six, seven. Wait, say it. Go, right, go ahead, Richard. Two six seven two five zero eight two nine three. It's his actual phone number. Get ready. I'm gonna tell you. Our oh, it's coming. Are very active. I look. You've listened enough. I wore a colostomy bag and an ileostomy bag for eight months. And because I talked about it and gave out my phone number, I actually got fans that called and said, oh, my God, I've had one of those my whole life. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Thanks. Hey. Hey, guys. <laughs> I got guys told me, oh, man, I've had a class me bag my whole life and never told a single soul. I can't believe you'll talk about poop stories on the radio. And I'm like, I, You're I was like, like this is really, the podcast. Right, on the podcast. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're really yeah. on air. Yeah, I think, guys, I think but, maybe that's one of um, you guys were talking about similarities between the show. I think that's um, another one is that you guys aren't scared to talk about 
colostomy fucking bags. Another? No. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mickey Hart's little tiny hits on the fucking drum with his paint yeah. sticks. Like, my dad heard how I took LS, how I took ecstasy at a Sting concert with him, and he just happened to put that episode on. That was a classic. Yeah, yeah. and he was a great episode. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, so we've we've talked about Mayor, and we've <laughs> talked about Mickey. Mm-hmm. How about O'Teal, guys? Whoa. My, one of my all-time favorite bass players on the planet. Same. Without fail. Without fail. Genius. With all the stuff he's done, all the all the uh, the jazz stuff, the, the uh, everything that he's done, he's always been um, one of our favorites. And Rob's a bass player, and, and Rob Rob's a huge fan also. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, everything that he did with Aquarian Rescue Unit, and then when uh, all the stuff he did with Vita Blue, and then being in the Almond Brothers for 20 years, and... Everything Colonel Bruce Hampton. Bruce yeah, Hampton. Colonel Bruce Hampton. And, I mean, uh, dude. He's a frog wings, I think he, he is. Yeah, I think you're right. He is the uh, epitome for me in the late 90s, early 2000s of a bass player after Alan Woody died. Um, that was that was a really big impression on me. Um, one of the things that, like, listening back to your guys' episode, like, when I listened to it, I was, like, so in awe of the fact that you guys got a chance to talk to him. Yeah. And I we thought it was too. so... Dude, I thought it was so great. There were so many good conversations you guys got into. But it was, like, me just being me. I was like, man, I would have asked him this. Or I would have asked him that. Or I would have asked him that. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know what I mean? It's like you're in the moment and you're doing it. So it's like, it's not really that. But like, it really made me feel like, is it possible for us to like make something like that happen? So we're, yes. we're inspired. Yes. Yeah, we got inspired by that, by you guys being able to do that. And we kind of, we kind of looked at each other just actually tonight. And we put someone on our list that we would like to get that's in that kind of vein. And that would be uh, the drummer for the Black Crows, Mr. Steve Gorman. Ooh. Oh, shit. Uh. So check this out, you guys. The other day, I was I started doing this thing where when we we're doing podcasts, for what, some reason, I'm not doing it today, but started just kind of writing like some highlights of the podcast. And the other day, I was like, I want fucking John Mayer to come to us. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want to contact his publicist. I want him to come to the porch and I want him to be, I want him to want to be on our porch and want to be on our show. Oh, he and does. it's going to fucking happen. You guys yeah. watch. Yo, I mean, Mel, that might not. I probably shouldn't have said, I should have said this off air, but I'm still saying it. Listen, no, yo, no, Mel, that there. might not happen after someone hears this episode. No, <laughs> it might not happen. It might. <laughs> if, if, if I see John Mayer walk around our, our driveway and come up our porch, I'm going to be like, okay. So if John Mayer does show up to see you guys, I would like you to ask him about the sneakers that he's wearing because I'm a sneakers guy. Oh, we will ask too. him about the sneakers. And he's a Jordan guy, and that that motherfucker was wearing the 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 Jordan Four white denim Levi's collab three nights Are ago. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> what the fuck did you even just say? <laughs> so wait, you like John Mayer with your sneakers? Dude, I can tell. <laughs> You know what John Mayer has taught me to? You know the names of these fucking things? What I know, what John Mayer has taught me also (laughs) is that I can still be a sneaker guy, I can still listen to hip-hop, and I can still be the the, 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 the dead guy. Yes! Thank you, Jay! Yes! How come you didn't understand it when I was telling you? (laughs) Shit. I'm all in now. Yes, he's all in. How did neither of you, you you mentioned My Body's a Wonderland as a bad song. 
that's the song, and they say this to me all the time, because I'll find the good in any dumb pop song. I'm like, no, but that's genius right there. That guitar solo was all like West Montgomery octaves, really short. Oh, yeah. It was definitely a jazz player thing, and I went, wait a minute, this guy can play guitar. Oh shit, maybe I'm missing something. Because I heard- Listen to the, to the lyrics. We've got the afternoon. We've got this room for two. And he starts to go on about what he's gonna do to his girl. What? Who doesn't like that? It's soft porn. And with a good beat. Okay. How can you have a problem with that? I, 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 now I, I, I can see you just open the door down a direction we're gonna go. Here's, yeah, it's not here's, gonna be good. Here's why it, that works. Okay, here's let's why that works. works. Here's why that works. Because he looks the way he looks. Now, if I sing those lyrics, I get arrested. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to beg to differ because if you brought it the same way he brought it and looked how you look, you'd still have girls swooning after you. Bang. Oh shit! I'd be brought. <laughs> I'd be brought right to jail. His player period didn't work out so well for him. I'd be brought right to jail. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> That's enough out of you. <laughs> Come with us. We've seen enough here. It's a theme park. Now stop. That's it. <laughs> Just because you use your body as a theme a park does not mean Paris to Wonderland. <laughs> Get in the back of the car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, okay, um, once again, just gonna say, I don't think it's a bad song. I just didn't think that it was in the same realm as anything The Grateful Dead has ever done. Correct, I agree. I got you. Look, he, you, sometimes your friends do that for you. It's a song he kept to himself that he just used in the shower, that's what he's afraid to admit. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of things I keep to myself I use just in the shower, too. <laughs> I, I think that's the song that he wrote when uh, he was dating Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's what I I remember hearing. So He did Jennifer Love Hewitt? He did, yes. Yes, he did. Look, Look man, Ryder and I, I say sh- about John Mayer list of people he did that nobody should be that funny. Talented, good looking. You're not allowed to have everything. You're, You're not allowed. You can't it's have not it all. fair for the rest of us other human beings out here. Timberlake got the lucky. Yeah, like what? You can't be funny and cool and good looking and talented. It's not fair. Not fair. Semen, God bless like, you, Rod. He's so fucking charming. He's so charming. Oh, God, he's so funny. Look how cute he is. Listen to him. He's so good looking. <gasps> God damn oh, he's got a good guitar collection. Oh, he's so talented. Oh, he's and he's like tall. Six, yeah. He's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, Whatever, four. man. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? All right. One more. And he's got an amazing Air Jordan collection. Oh, exactly. Yeah, he, he has the white denim collab number 17. Oh, those denims. I don't know if you saw his Instagram story. The, the night he wore those those white denims, his Instagram story that night was him taking the white denim Jordans off and placing them in the hotel safe and say, can never be too careful. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So I, I've learned through doing Couch Tour this year that following the Grateful Dead is a lot like being a sports fan. It is. Right? You're and right. And we've, we've got a name and MVP for this tour. So last tour, standout MVP was O'Teal in my book. Right. Yeah. O'Teal fucking murdered it last year. Right. John. Immediately. John's uh, the MVP right can't, now. No, John's a, No, and, he's gotta be. What, I'm saying, I'm I'm sorry, right, hold on. Point, his playing, his singing, what do you guys have to say about I, that? I, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. I gotta vote John. I gotta, 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 I gotta,
I want to hear what you have to say, Aaron, but I got to vote John. Then you haven't been listening. I haven't. I've been out here <laughs> yes, sitting with you. Answer, Aaron, if you want to answer asking. In my opinion, Donna. Donna is the MVP of the... No. Who is? In, I, I, I said Donna. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh, oh. We won't go. Uh, no. No. So I say that for the last three years, or however long Dead & Company's been at it... 15. We haven't, we haven't got to hear Jeff... Yes. Yes. And this, that's and that's this what I was, was going to say. That and one other thing. Go ahead. This tour, we finally fucking right. yes. hear Jeff Comenti's genius. He's a standout MVP of this. Tour. I agree with you. I agree. Because John Mayer's the easy answer. Jeff is the guy. That's right. He's the quarterback. Come on. He's man. the quarterback. One hundred percent. Got to go with the quarterback, though. And I don't even watch football. So <laughs> I'm sorry. wait, hold on, hold on. Mel, Mel stepped away for a second. They mentioned football. First of all, oh. I love that Rob's wearing an Eagles hat. I've been an Eagles fan <laughs> since I was seven. And what, what? happened this year was and you just lost amazing, me. man. Why are you an Eagles fan? Because okay, this is because when I was seven, he likes birds. My uncle exactly. <laughs> when I was seven, because of my uncles and everybody this had their teams between our and, shows. Richard also likes birds. Eagles. What? Yeah, right on. See, so right. I've stuck ever since then. Well, and then growing up in Vegas, then when Randall Cunningham was, you know, good QB okay. and stuff, that made it cooler. And wow. I just always thought, but what happened for us? Birds. And oh, I love it. Oh, I think that's awesome. I had no idea. Wow. <laughs> I have a Randall yeah, Cunningham so that, jersey in my closet. You can stay. But. Oh, I can no, stand so, I don't either. So. <laughs> You can finally fucking hear Jeff. He's a genius. He's yes, a fucking genius. I agree. He's one of the most amazing keyboard players I've ever heard. I did not know that that was Brent's rig that he's playing. I didn't know that. I either. didn't know that either until a couple days ago. That is fucking wow. Brent's rig that he's playing. That's Brent's wow. Hammond. And That's awesome. The, and he's getting after it. Yeah, he's yeah. getting after it this tour, and it's yeah. amazing. And I'm just praying that we get some really good, loud keyboard at Eugene. And since they listen, they'll hear this and turn it up in the mix. Yeah, oh, of yeah. course. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I'll say, who I like, I totally agree with you on Jeff being, you know, the guy. But I gotta say, I have been just on this first run of the East Coast, man, and and not. You know, being that well in depth with Dead and Company until this, you know, I saw a little bit here and there, listened to some stuff, really dug it, but then really dialed in on this tour. I'm really impressed with Bobby on this tour. I think Bobby is really dialed in, man. He's singing. I like to hear Bobby sing. As opposed to talking words. I hate when he talks the words. He's not giving it, you know... You know what I'm saying? Like, just that. Yes. He's singing his ass off, dude. He looks good, too. I got to tell you, dude. He looks like he dropped some weight. He's looking yeah, he good. Younger. He looks like he's having fun out there. Like, dude, he's having a blast on these shows, it looks you like. You can tell. It, I think that whatever the energy is that we invoke when we're at a show as a crowd is somehow, it's like the fountain of youth for these dudes I feel like it infuses them with life when they connect to it for some reason it makes sense fountain of youth yeah makes I, 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 he looks fucking younger to me it's he does weird. he does it's weird I just, and I, I just think they're gonna get better and better and better and better and I, I see like 
last night the guy from Bonnie Vare was up there. Yeah. yeah, that was that was me. They were fucking jamming. Yeah, they were. They were. Really it was cool. it was funny how how uh, how Mayor kind of uh, I, I guess towards the at the the end of the first set when he just kind of went over and gravitated and those two were face to face just ripping wailing. I didn't know that that dude from Bonavera could play like that. I had no idea. Uh-huh. I thought he was like like smooth like yacht rock for hipsters. That's what I thought that dude was. Yep. Turns yep. out he can wail. I had no idea. I had no yeah, idea. That I was think a, that, that was we're going to get to see a lot more that, of that kind of stuff. That impressed me because at first his vo- I'm not a big fan, but his vocals at first were a little falsetto, a little you know, it's right. a little off. It, I, anytime you throw somebody new into right. jumping on stage, it, it's not right. going to be right. But that you guys, but you guys ever settled? Checked- it settled in and got good, especially that guitar. Oh, it was awesome. Did you guys ever check out that um, that Day of the Dead compilation? It's on Spotify. Yes. Have you checked that out with all like the hipster bands? That's yeah. really good, man. I put that on to go to sleep at night, and I sleep wonderfully when I put that on. <laughs> it's, and I'm not saying that was a bad thing. It's just so restful and relaxing and, and just massages my brain. I love that thing. Hey, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, so you guys. What's, what's the what's the beer that's in front of you right now? Oh, this is the uh, the one we started with. This is the Major that's Tom. A, yeah. This is the one that exploded. When and I the opened. one that that's blew a, open. That's the other one. Is the uh, the Cape May Brewing Company that Richard brought? This is the Phantom Crew. Phantom Crew. Cape May Brewing Company is local to us. They're in uh, at the the very tip of the South Jersey Shore. This is a Flanders style red ale aged for 19 months in red wine barrels, and it clocks in at 8 percent alcohol. It's it a beast. Nice. It was delicious. Yeah. Whoa. It was fantastic. Fantastic. Amazing. You know what? I gotta explain real quick here too. We were planning on me and Ryder are probably going to be drinking with you, but we've had yeah. two nights of drink. Melody's got family in town, and we've been drinking a lot of Puerto Rican rum with her uncle. And so, so, like today's like a day. It's like, oh, well, I may have taken a couple shots earlier. I don't heckling us the whole time in the window as we've been talking literally on the podcast since the moment we started about religion and Catholicism, uh, Catholicism, and. Uh, <laughs> And Richard's he said ready. that it would be the best show ever. And he's been dancing and doing all kinds of dumb shit in the window. We're trying oh, to keep this. Bring him out. But <laughs> I say, I you. say, bring him out. Yeah, talk to Richard. He's always ready to talk about those topics. Oh, wait, you guys talk about new bands. You bring on all kind of new music. I got a band that I heard throw out to you guys too. Do you guys know who Lark and Poe are? No. Lark and Poe are kind of they're they're two girls or sisters. They remind me yes. of the Robinson Brothers. One plays guitar and the other one plays slide, lap steel. They're I know. unbelievable. I Speaking. heard that in the They're last month, I played it for Eric. I, it was uh, one of those things on YouTube where it gives you recommendations based yeah, on... Yeah, they do them on the tour like, in their hotel. This? They Fucking, do little videos yeah. in their hotel room. They're yeah, amazing. Amazing. I wanted to ask you guys something. Aaron, I want, you, guys, I want you to educate me on something. Uh-oh. So I've got... <clears throat> when we moved up to Portland... I have a buddy that lives down in Eugene that I, we actually have a huge history, him and I. We've done a lot of dumb, really dumb stuff with this guy back in the day. And I like him already. We, we have a lot of these people. Yeah, he's, he's an awesome human being. Shout out to you, Dave. Love you, brother. Dave works for a brewing company, a distributor down in Eugene. And uh, when he came up to visit when we first moved up here, he took me to a brewery here in town called Great Notion. Have you guys ever heard of it? I have heard of them. I haven't had anything by them, but I've heard of them. 
I have amazing. not. Amazing, dude. I, it's I. The only thing that I can equate it to because I'm not a beer guy, it was Willy Wonka beer. Like, <laughs> really? I had a beer there, and I I think it was called Fluff. There you go. And it tasted like actual s'mores, like, but not you know, not not like candy beer, but it right. was a, a stout that had graham cracker. <laughs> Marshmallow and chocolate notes. My favorite beer on the planet has those exact ingredients in it. Fucking insane. We have a local brewery here that does something very similar to that, dude. That happens to be Richard's favorite beer. It's it's the beer that made me fall in love with beer and hate seasonals. It's called Leon uh, Russian Imperial Stout and Shamney Creek Brewing Company. That I had that on a keg six months old and fell in love with it. I'm like, where do I get it? They're like, uh, you can't. It's only comes out in March. I'm like, what? That's, That's the same thing with this shit. Like you. They have the crawlers, the can, the big cans, yep, and yeah. you have to you have to physically go there, and they only have them like one night a month. And you have to be part of and you have club. to be part of their club, and oh, the wow. fucking, you have to know wow. the secret handshake and do a certain dance, and then you can have <laughs> so you some of their beer. You got to speak easy. You got to speak easy handshake. Totally. Oh wow! <laughs> it came back. That I got really jealous because, like Aaron said, he doesn't drink that much, and right, I know right. Dave. Too. He's a good buddy of all our. But he went out. He had kicked the Hep C, and he went out to the pub without me and oh. i was like oh man but he went and had a great time but they brought back a couple crawler it was like marshmallow cream or yeah. something oh shit and same thing it was like it was like oh okay me and Ryder had already been drinking and he brings this and oh my god i mean one of the best stouts i've ever had so so what i wanted to ask you guys is this that night we did a couple of flights and one of the kind of beers that he turned me on to that because I'm not really a beer guy, and, and the stouts and the IPAs just I, it, IPAs are too hoppy for me. Gotcha. It's not my not my deal. But you know what? Saison. Oh, oh. That's, what the, that's what the Major Tom is. Major Tom is a double saison. My so favorite beer. Tonewood what, 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 what do I? Lambix and saison. Oh, we just mentioned like, Tonewood. How long are we in? So go. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. So one of my favorite beers in town was that sour at Super Lemon. Yeah, saison is great. Saison yeah. is more of a saison um, is a spring slash summer beer that is um, it's, it uses a, a lot. It's generally a Belgian beer, but it's, it's got French origins um, where they'll use French yeast and it's light and refreshing. Well, it was meant to be a refreshing beer. It was meant to be a refreshing beer back oh, yeah. uh, when, when people were working on farms in Europe. Um, they brew this beer in like February, March, so it was ready to go for uh, for the farm workers in yep. the, the early spring. And um, it was it's a, tr- it's a very traditional European beer. And um, American brewers have gotten a hold of it and kind of twisted it and turned it and made it their own and uh and saison this time of year especially where you guys are man you guys are kind of living in that very european climated type area yep. where saison is perfect and there's so, so much good. there's so much you can do so with a saison where you're getting like okay. you know you can get like lemon off of it and you can get like just citrus you can citrus, get citrus white pepper yeast. you can get the yeast a little bit of bananas on it with it where you get some clove and some some banana like there's so much that plays into that beer depending on how it's brewed where it's so refreshing it's so nice for especially this time of year yeah it's one are, of the, it's one of my favorite guys, styles. are you guys cicerones absolutely not i feel like it's overrated really 
Yeah, I feel like it's overrated. I, it's uh, I, we fought, I failed by four points, Aaron. I never took the test. Oh, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> Rock music failed by four points. I four points. Did you Google that shit, Richard? I did. They're in Portland, Oregon. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Cicerone. I think because I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that Ray Daniels, the dude who's in charge of putting a Cicerone together, isn't listening to us. I gotta say. So I'm going to say. That uh, I think it's a waste of everyone's time and money. No one cares in our business if you have the word Cicerone on your business card. No one gives a fuck. What's his name? Ray Daniels. That's the manager of Rush. It's not the same guy. All right, so hold up. Okay, don't bring on the show. All right, so hold up. Because I feel like we're going to go in a direction real fast that I want to get into. But I have a quick question circling Is that back. Is that the Radiohead? Because you guys like Radiohead. Circling back oh, to yeah. the whole, like... Okay. The Robinson Brothers. Oh, me and Rob, me and Rob had a Black Crows thing, the Steve right. Borman thing. Aaron, I got to tell you, man, thank you for that hookup you gave me on Sunday. I was able to, like, sit back and you listen it, to, man. like, a ton of the Magpie shows, man. Yeah. I am so into listening to Rich and Mark play again. Genius Robinson and Mark Ford from Black Crows and this whole Magpie salute thing. I know it's a touchy subject. Yeah. I don't. I don't dive into any of it, but I, I, I'm just curious on your guys' take on those boys playing together and what's going on. Like I, 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 I hear you talk a lot about what Brotherhood's doing, and I dig it. But I'm curious to feel like just hear what you guys feel on the, on the topic of Rich and Mark playing again, and, and like what's going on with that because I think it's amazing. Okay, on a, well, Aaron just threw that to me because uh, he's a Chris Robinson fan. He, he's never been a big fan. In fact, he finally he just kind of really got when we went and saw As the Crow Flies. Okay, uh, he, that was the first time I think you said you really dug the Black Crows. I've well, been a Black I, I was Crows digging fan. it up before, just getting ready for the show. Maybe six months, four months before I started okay. really digging into Black Crows. Okay. But, yeah, yeah. He had. I mean, if you going back and done records like Southern Companion, yeah. Well, and, and the law, it's same thing. Lie. He started listening to the live recordings of the Crows, right? And that whole different thing. You know, they go off on 10, 13 minute when it's uh, most bands when it's the studio albums from back in the nineties. The Crows yeah. did. Yeah, kind of poppy, catchy, but uh, honestly, the the thing with Rich, uh, I, I always loved the Crows and stuff, and I got to go backstage one time, hang out. I saw those guys fight <gasps> and kind of felt the style of the Cow Palace back in the 90s. Yeah, oh, awesome. dude, awesome. And it, it amazes me that as, as brothers that, you know, there's this rift with them. And like you said, it's something that's not talked about much. And I'm not aware of the music you're talking about. Magpie right Salute, now. yeah. I need to listen to that. Yeah. Oh, dude, Magpie Apple. Yeah, listen, I always man. love Rich, and I hear people say something's missing. Underrated genes. Okay, so I, I'm going to listen to it. Apple, check this out, man. Like, real quick, I'll just I'll, I'll throw this at you, dude. Like, now knowing what kind of a fan you are to them. So Rich decided about two years ago, he 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 he, he had to record this session out in uh, Woodstock. So he brought he he had called Mark Ford and asked Mark Ford to come in and play with him. And he called Ed Harsh, who was the keyboard player for the Crows for all those years. And they were going to decide to do like a special thing in these Woodstock sessions and play. Right. And so they played and like the sessions were amazing. 
And so they decided that they were going to do a couple shows together. And then what happened was Ed Harsh passed away. Oh, and sure. so they brought they brought a couple guys. Rich brought a couple guys from his band in and Mark Ford and Sven, who was the bass player for the Crows, was like already in the mix. So they did this whole thing and he, and he called it the Magpie Salute because he didn't want to call it the Black Crows, but he wanted to uh, like kind of, you know, reinvent what the black crows meant and he he goes in there's like stuff you can read about about why he called it the magpie salute and how the magpie is the opposite bird of the crow and like the whole nine and every morning you know in the british culture you give the salute to the magpie and, and like that whole thing and it's really really cool so they did like a whole run man for like the last year and a half they put an album out that was all live from those woodstock sessions and now they just got done recording an album a double album and they just released the first single and they're going to do a whole tour um through the summer and the fall that album comes out in august and then there's a follow-up because it's not going to be a double album so the second album is going to come out in like I think like January or February or whatever. Okay. But dude, this shit is legit, man. Oh, it's no, like total old it. school. Yo, Apple, it's total old school Richard Mark, man. It's really cool. One of the reasons we're giant Black Crows fans is because um, back in the day when we were playing music, you're if you look at the Black Crows, there's two dysfunctional brothers that don't get along and a drummer <laughs> who and a drummer who is basically the third brother that is not related. When we were in a band together, it was Rob and his brother Ron, who were two dysfunctional brothers that don't get along, and the drummer slash percussionist, me, was basically the third brother. (laughs) That was getting pulled in either direction, depending on who I was sitting with at that moment in time. So we we identified on every level with the Black Crows. So we were were massive Black Crows fans. That whole thing with them... Chris Robinson, Rich Robinson, that whole thing. I look at it like this, man. That's family. And yeah, no, totally. Nobody, yep. nobody, nobody has anything to say about my beefs and my family and why I don't talk to or talk to whoever. Yeah. So it's none of our my business. Nobody's business. I agree. Goes on between those two, I agree. I, man. I look at it. I look at it like a CRB did something special for me. Um, Chris Robinson Brotherhood came around in my life at a really transitional weird time for me and re-sparked a lot of my love for the music just in general and I'm really grateful to him for that and Black Crows on the other hand has been something new for me and something that I that I really dig and got to experience through As the Crow Flies so for me, like that whole political thing with them, it doesn't even exist in my head because I just look at them as separate things and move right. on. I don't know. Yeah, I, totally, dude. And that's and that's not why I was asking you. I was just asking you in general because when you gave me that hookup last week, I got a chance, dude, as I was driving through the Garden State all fucking week. I listened to about 20 fucking shows and I'm I was glad, blown man. away. And I, I, I listened to uh, – I'd already heard their new single – and then I listened to a bunch of shows from last summer and I was just like, holy shit. And I was just curious, like, if you got a ch- like, if either of you guys got a chance to hear some of that shit. Cause you know, it's going to happen. Gonna, It'll yeah, happen now. If you did, if you, did you guys have access to it. You got to check it out. Cool. And let's be fair. 
It wasn't really a hookup. It was a trade. It was a trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That was hey, a, that was you... a pretty fucking sweet trade. So it thank was you. a sweet trade, brother. I'll give you a. What did you think of that fish show, dude? Uh, right out of the gate, that fucking <laughs> first song. I'm like, where's the lead in, man? They they didn't even warm up. This shit just came out and melted everybody's head. How about that tweezer, dude? Remember I sent you the face? I texted yeah. you the face melting? That's a whole other thing, too, Finn, right. man. Like, I think for, tweezer I, I, alone changed lives. Yeah, I'll tell you that when Apple and I, our first fish show was in 2015. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah, late to the to fish bus. And I believe you are considered noobs, you two. Totally, total <laughs> noobs with fish. Now, I'm okay with that. But I'll tell after that show, so it was at the forum in July of 2015. Nice. I remember, they, I remember they, watching. They, they yeah. closed the show with a, with a You Enjoy Myself. Yep. And yep. I was tripping really hard on some really nice. good mushrooms. Nice. And I looked over at Apple after the lights came on in the forum and I went, they expect us to drive right now <laughs> doing that to me? There's no fucking way. No way. And and then and then I said, we missed 30 years of this shit, dude. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, but then, now if you look at it, you've got tons of shit to listen to. And uh, yeah, it is great. A lot of it's on Spotify. And back to the Black Crow stuff, there is um, the on Spotify right now, you can find the uh, Black Crows live at the Greek with Jimmy Page where they do all the Zeppelin covers. It's on Spotify. Hey, oh, wow. I'm not bragging. You're going to get there? You get well, what I'm, what I'm going to also, what else is on Spotify that I just found out very recently? No Simple Rose. Is on you Spotify. motherfuckers. <laughs> Are we on Spotify? Hey, you guys. Since when are we? No one told me about this. I wrote about this in one of my fucking journals that Spotify. Is, I think I said it on the show. I really think I said it on the show. I think Spotify you did because we were talking shit. Because Aaron was so upset about it. I'm like, fuck Spotify. Spotify is going to come to us. And then on what day was it, babe? Like I Friday. Friday. I think it was like Friday. He comes over with his cell phone. It's like, Mel, check this out. And no one told me this is the first I'm hearing of this. Get out of here, really? Yeah. So what, they, don't I was anything. Anything. they don't tell me Ryder, anything. Ryder, you're the last to know everything, bro. It seems like. <laughs> I, I am. It's, it's true. I don't mind. Because <laughs> I, I, I know for a while there was a whole fuck Spotify with you guys, and I wasn't sure what that was about. And then I looked and saw that you weren't Because Aaron was Spotify. a hater because they didn't want us. Because I got butt hurt, man. I, we, okay. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand because we got right on Spotify with no issue. Yeah, that's yeah, how nice for you. I'm very happy I know, that we got but, right on Spotify. But we didn't do anything. <laughs> we did nothing. I just searched our name one day and I was like, oh shit, we're on Spotify. Like we did, did zero. I, I submitted. I wrote them emails. I submitted again. I wrote them emails. It took us joining Osiris and us switching over to our hosting company that we're with now that answer, that you answered okay. my question. That was gonna be my question. That's did it happen pre spot pre Osiris no. or post Osiris? Post. Okay, no. so we joined. Yeah, we when we joined Osiris and they told us to switch over to Simplecast. I switched over to Simple. I, I took our whole three years worth of stupid shows and Jesus. put them on Simplecast. And three days after I did that, I just searched our show for no reason on Spotify and it was there. Man, well, I'll tell you, I think that. Uh, 
I think it's really great for both of our shows to be on there. It's awesome. I, I, I really didn't understand the scope of Spotify and how many fucking people use it, man. Everyone. Except me. Everybody uses Spotify. And it, I, I, I don't use Spotify. I didn't know everyone used Spotify either. I'm in the dark. Obviously, nobody in this house. Yeah, I don't either. I still use a flash use drive, Stitcher. but I get it. <laughs> I have an iPod Touch that I'm using. <laughs> I have a Galaxy, so I, I'm I'm really stoked that we're all on there, man. And it just really increases the reach. And you know, the thing that I love about your guys' show is that you you know you're talking about similarities between us and you. It's it's a community thing, man. There really is something to be said for cracking a beer with your brothers and your sisters yes. and hanging out and and it creates this I don't know it's a relaxed thing where you could connect and the walls kind of come down and you could be yourself and it's okay and that's really what we're doing here and you guys doing the same thing and I that's fucking cool man like just being able to do this and and to connect the way we are I just see good shit happening in the future for all of us brothers I agree. Did, did you guys did you guys get the little imaging piece I, I made for you? Oh, the the bumper we sent. Oh, bumper I sent you. Oh yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Got Somebody's got fucking skills over there, man. I, I tried to <laughs> honestly. All I, all I do with that stuff is I try and take the essence of your show. And in my mind, we're obviously all dead fans. That's speaking of Mickey. That's my favorite. That Eyes of the World is from One from the Vault. The Vault. That's my favorite. One of my favorite Dead shows of all time. Although I like a lot of non-Mickey shows, just because I like sixty-eight to seventy-four so much. It just there's no Mickey there. But that seventy-six show I think is genius. And that Eyes of the World to me is like my my personal one of all the ones I have. It's that one. So I'm like, all right, I got to find a way to get that. On something cool, and I was like, "Oh, for them, yes. for No Civil Road, it'll be perfect." That was really cool, man. And I don't know anything about I it, guys. Heard. He's got to play that. I part. don't. Know. Yeah, we don't know anything. About We're it. all the last to know this time. We all have to use the Osiris. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, oh. we all have our the email on our phones, but. Ooh. <laughs> Thing, you guys, Aaron comes home and he's like, Guys, let's listen. Let's read the letters and he'll come out and bust out whatever. We don't need to ask. And then something rad comes up and then he doesn't. He just keeps it to himself. I don't know. Look, man, he gets us all used to not having to ask. And then I'm with you. I'm with you. I called these guys before the show. I'm like, Oh, I gotta ask him what kind of file type I need to send him. I dialed the number, he answers the phone. I went, I have no idea why I just called you, man. All right. Well, hope you guys have a nice day. And then you, and then you, and you finally, you got around to asking the question. It was a question only Richard could answer. And he had a mouthful of donuts. And he just jammed the Krispy Kreme in his mouth. (laughs) 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 No true story. So what's uh, what's the goal for Fear of a Craft Beer, guys? Like, is there is is there a goal? (laughs) No. Uh, our goal is that. my my personal goal is to be able to uh, to do this um, continually um, and not get killed by my wife. <laughs> Make a part of the wife? show, dum dum. What's up with your wife? My wife wants no parts of this. My wife wants no parts of this. Uh, um, but it but uh, being out and about and my wife loves the show. Just so you know. 
Mine's the plaintiff. Yours is what? Sorry. Mine's the plaintiff. Richard's wife is the plaintiff. Yeah, she he that that literally came out in the episode before we got on with you guys. I look, I love my ex. She's great. They, we're just not gonna be mad. We're still friends. Aaron. Sarah Dog. We're not counts. We still hang out. Oh, yeah. oh shit. This we oh, one of the things goals. that I love about the show is that like we are all doing it together. So like if I'm I can't bitch because all I need to do is just sit down and be right, right next to my man and that's Good the end of it. Though. I so it's it's really cool because if he has to travel, well, so do fuck I. Like if yep. you know if Apple's going, then so am I. Like it yep. just makes it so that we're all included, and that's why I think the I, show's I, rad. Yeah, I'd still be married if I had a wife like that. Yo, Aaron. One thing I'll say, dude, just <laughs> kind of like it kind of touches on your question without fully giving you an answer. But mm-hmm. I really feel that the Osiris Network and us finding you guys That's a good point has really fueled our fire that's a fair point into doing wow. what we're doing and like we really felt right dude on. like we were yo man totally we were really ready man like in january to hang this up like yeah. we were like dude we're three years in it just seems like a fucking monotony like we're just like we're trying to come up with shit to do we're trying to, and then, like, all of a sudden, man, everything with Osiris opened up, and like, <laughs> like see, Darwin's even yelling at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got all wild. But, yeah, like, totally, man. Like, I, I, I really feel like we're kind of fueling our show off of what the network is letting us do and and totally off of what me and Jay have grabbed from Growlers. listening to you guys. Alex man. And, like, that whole thing with us finding you guys, like, two and a half months ago has really channeled some energy into the two of us. Yeah. Listening Good. to what you guys are doing. And so, some like, validation. Yeah. Richard's on board too. Richard's now ten to episodes deep with. Yeah, Richard adults. finally started listening, and he's ten episodes deep. We found out. I, that. You're, and honestly, wow. I, 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 that's a huge compliment, and not because in, in any snobby way. Because I've gone through. Because he's a procrastinator, I, I, Aaron. I, I am. I, I have a disease <laughs> called LPS. There's procrastination stupidity, so it's it's rough. <laughs> and uh, honestly, I'm just immersed in doing all the production I have, so. I wanted to. He's very I, I, busy. I wanted to go through everybody in Osiris, and I checked out Malcolm <laughs> Friendly, and I checked out obviously you know all the ones. But as soon as I got to yours, I really like try now to find time to listen to episodes, and I oh, haven't gone nice. through. And I stopped going through Osiris because I keep wanting to go through your episodes, and I've gone. I have to say something. About I didn't you go guys. like them. Uh, since you guys came into Aaron and Apple's life, they're like two little giggly teens who found like their the other half of their like very accurate fear guys like texted us and like they're all giddy and silly and I just want to thank you guys because it's cute to see like Aaron and Apple literally they're my two guys like they're Apple's my brother Aaron's my man and then when your brother and your man are happy and giddy and having friends I think it's just a really cool thing so thanks for bringing that into our life I'm um, also, you know 
I'll tell you. Dude, two totally. Things. And yo, Aaron, Aaron and Apple, I, I, I'll say this to you guys too because it's still kind of daylight right now here. It's like almost dark, and my children are not in the house yet. But the okay. two of them were, de- dude, the two of them were determined. Especially Lennon, dude. He was determined from that night we did the Instagram thing. He was oh, yeah. like, he's like, yo. You're gonna have Aaron and Apple on tonight, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, Aww. I want to come on, and say hi. <laughs> That's awesome. Bring it on. And he's like six years old, dude. But he remembered so being on with you guys. That's <laughs> true, man. You know, I, I'll say that before doing this show, I was—I don't know. I don't know if I would say a private person. But definitely not not guys. private. But I my circle of friends was very small. Yeah, and the people that I would text or keep in touch with remained the same for a very long time. And new people didn't come into my circle very much. I was kind of closed off. And that's one of the things about doing this show that I appreciate the most is meeting dudes like you guys and having friends again. And people that are into the same shit and and being able to text during the shows and call songs together and just joke around. It's fucking rad, man. I appreciate you guys for that. So thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you. you, Whatever we've done for you, believe me, it's come back reciprocal 100%. Well, that makes us feel good because you you re, re uh, relit at least my fire for for checking out the dead because it's always been there but I've I've ignored it for many many years and then listening to you guys talk about it and the and the dead company and all that other jazz brought me back to like rediscovering and then going back and listening to all the dicks picks from one through thirty six in order it's been a lot of fun there's a, um, catching there's up a lot and there guys yeah it, it, just you guys you guys have definitely relit that fire for me and i appreciate that yeah right totally on, i i dude i appreciate everything with you guys man like i said <sighs> me finding you guys and him finding you guys at the same time i thought was amazing but just finding you guys and listening to you guys has really been something special for me and like I said, you know, it's it's weird, dude. Like, I actually listen to every new episode, even if I don't listen to the whole episode. I just listen to the first 10 minutes just to hear what's going on in the world of you every week. I love that when you're saying that. <laughs> I got to say, when, when Aaron will remember, I came home, I was listening to your guys talk about just how you discovered us and that whole... The, the guy that wanted to play the pinball machine. Oh, my God, dude, yeah. I was I'm like, you know how you listen to, like, The Dead and you get goosebumps of songs? Yeah. People want to hurt I was at work, like, trimming weed and stuff. And I was getting goosebumps. Like, oh, my God. I, like, felt that there was such a trip. I came home. I was like, Aaron, you got to really listen cute. to this yeah. shit, dude. How <laughs> this dude, you know, it was nuts, man, for me. about it. They just realized, dude, you're listening to the same fucking thing? Crazy. And then it gives well, Apple, like you do, and it's. Apple, I love you guys, you. man. Yeah, Dude, we love you too. Yeah, Apple, I love you too, man. And the one thing that was so crazy for me that night when that whole shit went down, that kid that I was like, dude, that was a kid I was with. Like, I'm in my 40s. That dude was in his 20s, and he's trying yeah. to get me to go to this bar so he can play an Iron Maiden pinball machine. 
<laughs> and like fucking because he's some kind of pinball fucking wizard. The I pinball guess. wizard, you say? And I'm like, what the trick fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's a pinball wizard. Yeah. <laughs> I thought pinball wizards went out of style. And like this whole thing goes on, <laughs> and me and him are texting in the place. And he's like, did you listen to I was like, no simple road. This kid was just talking about it. Like, it was like amazing the way the whole thing went down. But, and that's a trip for us to have these young people. We have so many young followers in their 20s yeah, and 20s. Because they're, yeah, they're hip to the technology, so they get it. I, yeah. I, I told them in the beginning, I was saying, the weird thing is you can never predict who's going to like you or why. Uh-uh. That's the weirdest yeah, thing true. about doing something like this when you just throw it out there and then people start liking it. Of course, just like bands, in the beginning, your friends are the first people that check it out. But the first right. minute you find that person that you don't know that writes or calls or texts or says in some way you touch them, it's like, people know who we are? Really? Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Holy crap. And yeah, I mean, you just never know why they like you, what? you know? My introduction to you guys is first I heard from Aaron telling me hearing about you guys when we first all joined Osiris and I saw that your name and I was like, oh, I'm going to like this. But then on your Instagram, like the day after he told me about it, it's the video you posted of Jay. You're in your Jeep playing Grateful Dead with your hair blowing. You're just, you're, you didn't say it. You got the going and you're just looking at the camera, looking at the road. And I was like, oh man, I love this dude. I can't wait to hear shit. And I started listening after that. That video right there of you with the dead in your Jeep, I was like, he's fucking oh, that's cool. funny. So before we go, I want to tell you guys. So one of the goals that we have as a show is to start doing live podcasts. Oh, and yeah, that's kind of one of ours, too. I agree with you. Yeah, and Justin, the guy that's helping us produce the show, lives in North Carolina. Yeah. And Aaron, the- do you wait until, like, midnight <laughs> before you post your show because you're waiting for Justin to give you the footage? <laughs> no, 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 no. Of course not. I'll tell you that that I am the one that edits and, and does all the stuff. And it's like when I can find the time in the day to get it uploaded is when it gets uploaded. There is no, And uh, when we were on Lipson, I don't know if their server is out on the moon or in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean or something. But I would set it to, to post the show at like 2 in the afternoon or 10 o'clock in the morning. And it would post like seven hours late or seven hours oh early or three hours early or what never at the time i told it to so no that's not the thing but back to justin well that's good he um wants to start doing a grateful dead night in Asheville. And, yeah and so that's in the works for for no simple road is is putting together this Grateful Dead night. And when that's... You go out there? To, su- to sustain, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. We're going to head out there and do live podcasts. And I would love for all of us to be yes. able to do that together. Yes. No shit. Dude. No yeah. shit. Go to the give parking. Me. We love Asheville. <laughs> Aaron, give us... Keep us decent, in the loop. Yeah, keep us in the loop with a decent heads up. We can make that happen. Okay. I want to make that I, happen, dude. Yeah. I would love to sit down with you guys like in person and just. I bet we could get the oh, network. It's a totally different thing. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. yeah. The network. The, the network would We're be all, all about it too. I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. It's totally, it's coming, dude. Right? It's totally closer for like RJ and like all them to come out too. Because RJ's in like yeah. the Baltimore. We need Maryland. to have an Osiris party at some point. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 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 So let's let's. 
we'll figure it out. Or, you know, it's just yeah. food for thought right now. We have Eugene thing going on. We have High Sierra going on. We have Fish and Joe Russo coming up this summer. Oh, yeah, Joe Russo. And those, it's going to be a long, crazy fucking summer, and I'm really excited. I'm but excited. When all that kind of comes down, then we're going to really start, you know, putting energy into this Grateful Dead night and and making it happen. So wow. I just, I want you guys to be there with us when it happens. That would be great. Yeah, that'd be Love awesome. It. And yo, Aaron, if that doesn't happen, I always find myself on the West Coast Ooh. around the end of January, beginning February. If I could talk my wife into just letting me not come home after I have to be in San Diego for like a week, I'll fly right to Oregon and come stay. You got a place to stay. You guys give me a spot. (laughs) You got a place, man. We got a nice big, big basement with a nice bed down there. We'll hook you up. We'll have a good time, man. (laughs) That shit's been working overtime lately. (laughs) Nice. 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 We have a listener old friend that works in the airlines. That's right. Right on. So let's I am let's always on, dude. I'm always on the West Coast around the end of January, beginning of February. You're very so like, busy. You're, I'm very busy. All out three there. of you guys, so man, can... you're welcome. <laughs> welcome here anytime. All three of you, welcome here anytime. Yeah, man. So all right, well, let's do probably the, wrap the this all up, gents. This yeah, has let's do the all... back and forth plug thing. Yes, this has all been wonderful. Did we mention um, Tonewood yet? We, uh, our sponsor, Tonewood. Oh, <laughs> one hour and twenty. It took you one hour and twenty-six minutes. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, if, if you're listening to this and you want to check out a, a fun craft beer podcast, fun. What do I think I am? What, what am I doing? Hey, <laughs> hey guys and gals. <laughs> See, this is why I let Rob Forzik do that part of the show. That's why I just sit back. He's so much better at it than me. I come off as you're doing I come off fine, as a used car salesman. You want a razzle dazzle time? We gotta listen to that no simple road. God, They've got it. the sparkle you want. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Dude, yeah. dude, tell the people how to get a hold of us, Rob Forzer. You can get a hold of us. Uh, we've actually been mentioning a lot on our show lately. Like, we're just looking for feedback from people as far as what we're doing. Yeah. Things that maybe you think that we should be doing or people we should be interviewing. Get a chance. Like, reach out to us. Uh, F O A C B P at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find us on Instagram at Fearcraft Beer and Twitter. Yep, Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us on Facebook at Fear of a Craft Beer Planet. Yeah, leave us some feedback, man. Let us know what we're doing or what we're not doing or tell us we're terrible. We tell already us know that. Horrible. We do like some here. blind taste test with really shitty, like, fucking Budweiser, private stuff. Oh, oh. <laughs> and, like, your stouts and all of that shit. And then I've done that to people before. You... It's terrifying. Believe me, no. <laughs> in my day, in, 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 in my every day of work, I have to do that Yeah, shit. we do that. And it's uh... bad. <laughs> I know good so, beer. You just drank the Miller Lite, sir. Yeah, yeah. go. I saw I saw an episode of I God. I can't remember the show, but they set up this like four star restaurant, and they had people come in to do a tasting of food, and it was all like microwaved and canned shit. Holy shit! I saw them. that. And they were like, oh, it's the fucking best food I've ever had in my life. So it's all perception, man. Fuck. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, You're right. So but wait. we want to thank you guys for having us on. You guys are the greatest. We love How you guys. How do we get them? How do we get yeah, you? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, tell our no Simple too, Road. Right? If you uh, want to hear No Simple Road, you can go to No Simple Road, www.nosimpleroad.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at No Simple Road. 
follow us on Facebook at No Simple Road. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, and patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. That's how you can support the show. And you'll see us in Eugene at the lot at Dead & Company. You'll see us at Fish. You'll see us at Joe Russo and High Sierra Music Festival and all the other fun stuff that's going on on the West Coast. We're going to be doing it. We'll be there in flags and stickers and shit. Take a breath. Take a breath. Do it live. There you go. We're going to do it live. We're doing it live. See? We're going to interrupt each other around here. Look, I'm just going to say that it it all started with Howard Stern. It all did. Yeah. Yep. I I listen to Stern every day. Baba Yeah. (laughs) Mama. Mama. It, it all started with him. That's where I figured out that I could talk. Was listening right. to him. So I, I just going to throw that out. I agree with you one hundred percent. Same thing. Same Yo, Aaron, if you get a chance, man, if you haven't done it, just because I watched this last weekend and I texted Jay, and he's like, "Oh, I already saw it. It's oh, awesome." Yeah. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Dude, do yourself a favor. If you have Netflix, do the do that show that Letterman's doing on Netflix where he sits down. Oh, the latest with episode. What's that? I'll, I'll tell it. It's the latest episode. Of yeah, he show. does I a sit down yet, with Stern, I see man. I watched it. It was awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's a huge inspiration to me. And... So all of us, I, I think, know. that are doing this, yeah. and I know he's yeah. he's he's towards the end of of whatever he's up to now. Been shitting on podcasts, um, but I think that <laughs> he has. He has. He's no, been he shitting has. on he Joe Rogan. He's like, oh yeah, Joe, you do that fucking stupid podcast, whatever. Yeah. Didn't make any money with that thing? Ha 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 ha. Guess what? Whatever. Right. Yeah, that was like six years ago, and now look at Rogan, and it's like that's yeah, yep. so. This whole thing is exploding, but we're lucky that we grew up when we did. I can remember being in like seventh grade, home from school, listening to Stern, going, "Wow, I would love to do this." Pussy, Rolo, uh-huh. right? Like, right. like yeah. so it just <laughs> <laughs> right? right? No shit. All right, and guys. that was that, yeah. That stuff was all was was all revolutionary back then. But uh, oh, yeah, totally. but now it's all on a different level, and I, I'm I'm lucky that that I have that education of the Stern show and the Open Anthony show. And Rogan and Duncan Trestle and all these other people that Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld, for fuck's sake. To me, in cars is really a big influence on me, oh, too. Oh, just easy no, breeze. Yeah, yeah. So, but Aaron, gonna I'm going to end on this, brother. Go ahead. I love you. Uh-oh. I love Mel. Uh-oh. I love Apple, man. Uh-oh. I love Ryder. Thank you guys, dude. We love you too. You guys, dude. You guys, I've like totally come into your guys' world, man. These last like two months, man, and it's been really, really enjoyable for me. Like to the point where I'm talking to my wife about you guys, and she hasn't listened to the show, and she's kind of like. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Apple, Mel. Who are these people? Who are these people? Who are these people? (laughs) But I just, dude, from me, from my standpoint, dude, in my life and everything I've been through, you guys have really, you know, you've done a lot for me, man. These last two months have opened my eyes and my mind to a lot of shit. And I think I, 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 I don't just speak for me. 
I think I speak for Jay on that too, but I'll let him go ahead. I agree with Rob Forzik. We've kept these nice people long enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kept me out of a dark place. So that's oh, happy. Thanks, guys. guys. I, I, and you know what? It, the feeling is mutual. Oh, it really is. I appreciate that. And I, it's nice to know that what we're doing is reaching out. And there's, <laughs> and there's it's funny that we're finding all, no one's going to be able to see any of this, which we're laughing. I know, we're laughing. People hear us laughing. Oh, yo. Visionary mind. Mouth. Yo. Congrats on being grandparents. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a baby boy. I totally forgot about that. I'm sorry. But yes, Dude, congrats on I that. can think of nothing fucking else, so thank you oh, very yeah. much. Look I'm at this, look at this old this old grandma here. Cutest grandparents ever. Thanks. Yo, guys. Aaron, real fast too. That's another Yo. thing. What? I have a twenty two year old stepdaughter. No shit. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yes. What the we fuck? We didn't even get yeah. into that. I'm a dog. She's married. She lives in Baltimore. I have a 22 year old stepdaughter. So how about that? We never even got into that. Wait, when you when you're a grandpa, man, the the space time continuum is going to rip, and we're just going to oh cross the streams. You're right. Space time continuum is going to rip. Don't cross the streams. Don't cross them. I just gotta say, this is super fun, man. We should do this. <laughs> yes. It doesn't have to be for the show. It can just be when we're hanging out, just to bullshit with each other, man. I, you yes. Know. Porch yeah, chat. I can't drive down the street porch and hang out chat. with you guys to have a beer. Porch so, chat. Yeah, like porch chats, man. We'll figure that out. We had some ideas. We'll talk about that via text. All right, guys. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right, y'all. We love you. Love you, guys. Peace. Peace. Hey listeners, 
I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. <laughs>